Hi folks, welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001 Small world. at NBC in the same department, <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other, Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's that's uh, recent in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact... I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond- everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. 
<laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still, they're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, kinda, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah, that paragraph. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you, you also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, Girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week. or the Yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks, and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. There's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Don't I don't know work. where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Foods, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, 
I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. And right. what is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother, but mm -hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90, Yes, I believe, in March. Uh, here's, here's something, of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm -hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess <laughs> since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm -hmm. don't know. Because I'm like. Where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's... Um, Probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use that fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State okay. your alma mater exactly uh -huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players right. the ones that I have crushes on mm -hmm. you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 right. <laughs> I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit mm -hmm. um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't even remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room 
with them to interview them and I'm like we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other just silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview and of course I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything I was literally writing everything down mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article I don't even remember it was in the school newspaper yeah okay school newspaper and right. so that was you know and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that but then I think my senior year I joined the yearbook staff really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then when I won homecoming queen the question was well where are you going to college and I'm like at that time I was like University of South Carolina Mm -hmm. and they're like what are you going to study and I'm like wait I'm not good at math I'm not good at anything (laughs) and then I was like communications that seems (laughs) to like cover a lot so um obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it and here you are here I am so you moved to Charlotte 2000 is Mm -hmm. that right after college yes okay you work at NBC and what would happen after that um well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like Market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah I worked uh what hours did I work three to eleven but I still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated okay and then what happened after you after NBC um well while I was at NBC I kept seeing if I wanted to write and I'm okay. like can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write and I was like wait maybe I need more experience did they make you take a writing test they used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then yeah that's weird but yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was so yeah. I kept that's thinking that's impossible <laughs> come on Jamaica. right <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is it's like a what is that they are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so I did that for a little bit and then was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville working at jewelry television you know the home (laughs) shopping action (laughs) and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing 
television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right. now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery. But yeah. where the HGTV and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but. I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show. I want to look like a high school cheerleader again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now, and just, like, <laughs> respond to an ad like that, and, but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right, so I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back, like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers mm-hmm. so I had no idea what the premise of the show was really gonna turn out to be okay. I just thought oh that's fun I love cheerleading and I love TV so yeah um, so yeah I went through that interview process of well they they had like um, auditions in various cities mm-hmm. but I couldn't go so we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this (laughs) up. And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) So you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what what am I taking? So you get to the airport and and what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. and you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to LA or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. 
All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So. Because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal right. newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called Mofo Chronicles. Yeah. I actually initially had a blog on... Um, Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not (laughs) sustaining? So I just created um, the Mofo Chronicles because I was just kind of like, I use the word Mofo a lot. So Mm -hmm. So it just made sense. (laughs) Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just just the crazy ones? Um. At that time, everyone I went on, because I was trying online dating, and it was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 Uh a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. No, it doesn't work. Uh, I I, I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, You're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, You wrote... Picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows, right. but, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like... Are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for. Yeah. And just like mean mugging everybody, wasn't social. And everybody's <laughs> like, who did you find him? But yeah, <laughs> it was, um, 
definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> He was your pretty boy thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, yeah. you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly they clearly they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so, yeah, so I did, a, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this, and so right. I started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it, um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I was like, you know what, I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you yeah. go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you, you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul-crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody (laughs) elsewhere will eventually like this Um, story idea I have? It used to be soul-crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, Mm -hmm. then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if if it's something I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time. Okay. And pitch it to somebody else, or... Um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet, same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm -hmm. And 
They told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm like, some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha, do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and a minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any mm-hmm. anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl. Okay. For like certain. Um, celebrities, like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what? hurt a little who, who bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're uh-huh. maybe trying to be more professional than your? previous mofo Mofo chronicles uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know i always love guest bloggers make is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes Everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay, Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar no, with I'm that. No, I'm not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is black nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a black nerd, they well, ask me to participate So because I, I have funny dating stories. Okay. And so, actually, on October 22nd, I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head, um... I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening. So it's it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story. Um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah, this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person... And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on, like, these indie artists, like, right. as far as, like, people that are, you know, filmmakers <laughs> or writers or you know, whatever, whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What 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 made you think that you know what? <laughs> F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for for stories? Oh yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my god, that's so funny. Or, you know, I, no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like. Okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget doesn't <laughs> let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media, like, pass. Okay. And I'm, like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's had the same issues there. And she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Pie piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like soul train jet ebony right. essence those like each of those and now shondaland and entertainment tonight was my yeah. dream so i'm like I've done it all in vanity fair so Been <laughs> vanity fair yeah not really? the, not uh, on the website, on the website not, yeah yeah that's in vanity fair as far yeah. as i'm yeah so i was just thinking earlier like now what do i accomplish oprah here i come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and yeah, that's yeah and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I gonna do with it and then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story yeah. so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. W yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to LA. Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're probably any, like, seriously, this one again. Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in, in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so Give still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's insane. good gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay all right, so that was okay all yeah right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not part-time. your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from uh, Shonda, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where... You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So (laughs) um, not a whole lot of creativity. So I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and I'm like I love pumpkin pie what was what, what wrong well, with you, everybody you, have, you had a <laughs> I, I, I got a couple of, a couple more lines from that piece uh, you say I heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part time job you know when I started last it was last year right around I think it was we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work and so I brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there. But, yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, wait, there's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the re- they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Foods, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. I, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90, Yes, I believe, in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like. She just kind of enters and speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, 
back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you... Right? R- Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand the gosh. accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this being, I was so nervous. I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So um, to my uncle, set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors yeah. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember it was in the school newspaper yeah okay school newspaper and right. so that was you know and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that but then I think my senior year I joined the yearbook staff okay. really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then I, when I won homecoming queen the question was well, where are you going to college and I'm like at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems <laughs> to like cover a lot. So um, obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte 2000. Is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what would happen after that? Um, well, l- during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly, the, uh, the exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after your, after NBC? Um, 
Well, while I was at NBC, I kept saying if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, "Oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours." <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the six on eleven on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a one A to nine A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. ten to six is doable, but one right. to nine. That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know the little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and a uh-huh. lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. All right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006 maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. 
so we did my <laughs> you know of course now it would have probably just been facetime or skype but right. we did mine where i set up my camcorder yeah in my living room and i sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> And I still have that tape, and it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) See, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this up. (laughs) And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think it was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Wanna Look Like a High School Cheerleader again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course my, my biggest thing was I was like, Oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here and I found Maybe. it in the kitchen and really? I wrote my name under his <laughs> <laughs> goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right. So reality T V, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you. You were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So Because people knew you from the show. Yeah. So luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay Do you remember that right on yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh-huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, 
I use the word mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I... I <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Hard. Not really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, But it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around his head. He had that whole thing going on and the Mm -hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. And just like mean mugging everybody wasn't social. (laughs) And everybody's like, where did you find him? But yeah. It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you were in high school? Yeah. I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> He was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but... <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point... Actually, you know what? Hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver. You can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. I was, they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. 
Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so yeah. So I did. A, I think I've I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for CharlotteVibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you yeah. go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story, where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody <laughs> elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm like... Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. That's weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't... In case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so. But I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, that yeah. makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um and then two i just i don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Shmik um, is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes. Everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Every, Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar no, with I'm that. No, I'm not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is black nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a black nerd, they well, ask me to participate. So I, because I have funny dating stories. Okay. And so actually on October 22nd, I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head, um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that, that evening. So it's, it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story. Um, and this one will be kind of focused on, I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah, this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a... This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like... Okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and right. that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing at mm-hmm. the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. the story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was, um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. Very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet, because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was All about right. her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. (laughs) So that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh, to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always <laughs> It's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and & Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all in Vanity Fair. So been <laughs> Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the ma- not uh, on the website. On the website not, yeah, yeah. That's in Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I was just thinking earlier, like now what do I accomplish? Oprah, here I come. <laughs> right. I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This this week actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just did it on a whim. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right. They do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website Yeah, they're probably like seriously this one again. Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in LA right now, no, but no. you know, so Give still a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along though. All right, Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger. And also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com. And on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. But this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. 
You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have it's a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shon, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, I, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and I then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. 
And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought <laughs> I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. There's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't work. know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Well, well what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, 
Actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee, um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing, so he's mm -hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm -hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. All right. He's... Um, Probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to, getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State okay. your alma mater exactly uh -huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players right. the ones that I have crushes on mm -hmm. you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 right. <laughs> I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit mm -hmm. um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't even remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview <laughs> them and I'm like we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other just silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview, and of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article—I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper. Yeah. Okay. School newspaper, and right. so that was, you know. And then I kind of put that down and went into high school, focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, "Oh, I want to write something." Um, but then uh, when I won homecoming queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time I was like, university of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at 
anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So um, obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000. Is mm -hmm. that right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what would happen after that? Um, well, l during college, actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly, the, uh, the exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm -hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay, and then what happened after after NBC? Um, well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let mm -hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads okay. are getting run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so I did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What'd you, do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know the home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and uh -huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes 
Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> t- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay Mm -hmm. awake and came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now and just like (laughs) respond to an ad like that. But I did. You do being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did. And the the casting director actually responded back like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they they had like um, auditions in various cities, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, (laughs) you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape and it's horrible <laughs> <laughs> see after that it was like maybe two weeks later she's like the network loves you we want you to do the show and so at that point I, I did not know where I was going I just went in told the news director hey I need to get out of my contract right. <laughs> I was like I can't pass this up <laughs> and you know and um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think it was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's where, they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my my biggest thing was I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I found Maybe. it in the kitchen, and I really? wrote my name under his <laughs> <laughs> goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right. So reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more, mm-hmm. and you know what? Only because. I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those jobs, because they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job. 
coming back. So because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay Do you remember that right on yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh-huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, they use the word mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines, uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it, the year was 19, ah, it doesn't matter, but just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole... You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head? Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, and just, like, mean-mugging everybody. It wasn't social. And everybody's <laughs> like, who did you find him? But, yeah. <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this, I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you were in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but... <laughs> But you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. no. And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know what? Hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. 
They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm -hmm. paid. $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. But right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so, yeah, so I did, a, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm -hmm. yep. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you, yeah. go, to, when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you, you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time. Okay. And pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm -hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm like... Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't... In case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some a lot of the things 
you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, that yeah. makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um, and then two I just I don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and I I'm, which by the way I'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know right. I always love guest bloggers Schmick um, is easy to find on Twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is I'm mofo chronicles okay, instagrams <laughs> yeah so um so yeah I don't write as much but I am a part of um blurred dating I don't know if you're familiar no with I'm that. not what is that uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and I well I don't consider myself a black nerd they well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags <laughs> all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh -huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm -hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm -hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh he fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a... This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. 
So did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, and right. that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you oh. found it difficult, actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and LA really? than I do in Charlotte. Which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm, like, begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival just even trying to get backstage was difficult even with a media like pass okay and i'm like i'm the only media here mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? was it a big artist um it was um it was like an old school concert okay. so All i'm right. like seriously like yeah yeah <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through sometimes i can't even um get credentials for that stuff anything at all yeah very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet, because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. (laughs) So that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to... But I don't, I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool. That was the first one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, Essence. Those, like each of those. And now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my dream. So I'm like, I've done it all. And Vanity Fair. So. Been at Vanity Fair? (laughs) Yeah. Not on the website. Yeah. That's a Vanity Fair as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So. I was just thinking earlier, like, now what do I accomplish? Oprah? Here I come. <laughs> right? I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag. And That's right. Yeah. And they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This, this week, actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah. Like uh, Oprah. Yeah. Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just did it on a whim. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right. They do some really good stuff there. W- yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there mm-hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever oh, or new york. <laughs> yeah okay. yeah wherever right. but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website <laughs> <laughs> I know they're any, probably like, seriously, this one again? Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte 
Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road. Technically, it's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's best waterfront dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcome us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have it's a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shon everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was 
we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still were gone, and I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, so it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> Do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit. No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the yeah it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks, and she says, "Oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it?" And I said, "Yeah." To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I t- like, she walked away. I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip. It's pumpkin spice, and I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spade, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, wait, there's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But, no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was it – was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That Exciting. probably never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know where they do it now. But, yeah, we would have our proms there. And so, of course, my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like... Who's paying for it? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, Well, what do they do? They're the they're the they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um, my mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time. Okay. Gerber Baby Food, Mm -hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school and um. You know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber baby food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off, and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. 
It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was... Um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother, but mm-hmm. I, I I want to focus on your your granddaddy, who just turned ninety. <laughs> yes, I believe in March. Uh, here's here's something of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote: My granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does 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 granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I'm like. Where did that come from? (laughs) But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little Mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. (laughs) And he's 90, right? Yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. All right. He's... um, Probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference Mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State your alma mater exactly Uh (laughs) and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players the ones that I have crushes on Mm -hmm. you know I'm like 13 (laughs) I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit 
Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And right. so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay really because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, But then when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. (laughs) And then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So. Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is mm-hmm. that right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. And what, what happened after that? Um, well, l- during college, actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. In exactly. The, uh, Tennessee. Exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah i worked uh what hours did i work three to eleven but i still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. i did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until i graduated okay and then what happened after your, after nbc um well while i was at nbc i kept seeing if i wanted to write and i'm okay. like can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write and i was like wait maybe i need more experience did they make you take a writing test they used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then yeah yeah that's weird but yeah. i don't think i was as good as i thought i was so i kept that's thinking that's impossible <laughs> come on <laughs> right <laughs> so i ended up actually going to work for telerep which i don't know if you know what telerep mm-hmm. is it's like a what is that they are like the middleman between the tv station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know the home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and 
that job came up, and I'm like, you know what? I'll tough it out. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool, because that's right. now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery, but yeah. where the HGTV and a uh-huh. lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., how do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to okay. be. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape and it's horrible <laughs> see so yeah, after that it was like maybe two weeks later she's like the network loves you we want you to do the show and so at that point I, I did not know where I was going I just went in told the news director hey I need to get out of my contract right. <laughs> I was like I can't pass this up and you know and um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, 
yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you. You were on a show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So Because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay. do you remember that right on. Yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in knoxville so that was like 2004 uh-huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, I use the word mofo a lot. So mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole... You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head? Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, and just, like, mean-mugging everybody. wasn't social. And everybody's <laughs> like, where did you find him? 
but yeah, <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you're in high school. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom. Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but. <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. no. And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point? Actually, you know, hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. All but right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so, All I started right. doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that I was like you know what I want to do more music stuff and so I just kind of I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com but I did and I saw they were looking for writers at the time and so I was like I'm interested they were like okay cool so I did that for five years right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff all right now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay, <laughs> is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time. Okay. And pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier, and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet 
same exact story, like the same type of angle, mm-hmm. and they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some 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 other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha- do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and a minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl. Okay. For like certain. Um, celebrities like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover they're yeah. like hey do you want to talk to them and I'm like that's fine it's a paycheck yeah <laughs> do it yeah it doesn't, doesn't bother you yeah okay. no it doesn't bother me and then some a lot of the things you know and and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing but you know I'm like it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid I'm good <laughs> okay that yeah. makes sense wait a minute what about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago I know that one hurt a little bit who wrote that was it a was it a a white girl you know what i didn't even click on it to read it because i was like good idea you know i said let me calm down i'll come back and read it (laughs) (laughs) you you don't uh update your mofo chronicles blog as much as you used to um is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're maybe trying to be more professional than you're previous mofo, chron- mofo chronicles <laughs> uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write Makes um sense. and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know right. i always love guest bloggers make oh. is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is i'm mofo chronicles okay. Every, instagrams <laughs> yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no with i'm that. not what is that uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i well i don't consider myself a black nerd they well, ask me to participate so i because i have funny dating stories okay and so actually on october 22nd i think if that's a monday off the top of my head um i will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where i'm telling a story um and this one will be kind of focused on i ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever, whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh. For, What's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What, what, what made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like okay it's in the past but I'm telling you because and and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing Mm -hmm. at the end to kind of be like this is what I learned take away whatever you can from this story okay Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore Um, what is it what is it like to be a a black female in Charlotte in the media business if you found it difficult Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go. Yeah, they far. don't. They don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with. Um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? was it a big artist? Um, it was. Um. It was like an old school concert, okay, so I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah, it's very strange. Do other media in town? Do you find they have similar issues, or do they have? Um, you know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Pie piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. (laughs) So that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always it's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just write, for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream so I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair so a bit of Vanity Fair? <laughs> yeah not, really? the ma- not I'm on the website well, not, like, yeah. yeah that's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned yeah so I was just thinking earlier like now what do I accomplish Oprah here I come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and that's right. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I going to do with it and then I just happened to see um one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah let me just see because it's a Charlotte story yeah. so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. W- yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to L.A.? Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or uh, I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know a- they're probably like, seriously, this one again. <laughs> a- a- any nibbles? Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so you still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's good insane. gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay all right so that was okay all yeah right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes. Yes. She's doing well. Okay. That's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, it, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from uh, Shonda, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where... You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm-hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So, I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and i'm like i love pumpkin pie what what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody you, have, you had a <laughs> I, I i got a couple a couple more lines from that piece uh you say i heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over it. have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part-time job you know when i started last it was last year right around i think it was we had a little thanksgiving gathering at work and so i brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still were gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah, I, it, kinda, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah, uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah, that paragraph. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> Do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh yeah, I've been. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter. Because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that, a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like... It was in the Starbucks, and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte, but when I, like, she walked away. I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice, and I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. (laughs) I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, wait. There's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yeah. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That Exciting. probably never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Billboard. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Foods, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I always mess this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. I, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like. She just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes. New house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's... Um, 
probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State okay. your alma mater exactly uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players right. the ones that I have crushes on mm-hmm. you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 right. <laughs> I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't even remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like (laughs) we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview, and of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article—I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper. Yeah. Okay. School newspaper, and right. so that was, you know. And then I kind of put that down and went into high school, focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like, "Oh, I want to write something." Um, but then I, when I won homecoming queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time I was like, university of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications, that seems <laughs> to like cover a lot. So, um, obviously I didn't go to university of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee state and started the communications program and loved it and here you are here i am so you moved to charlotte 2000 is mm-hmm. that right after college yes okay you work at nbc and yes. what, what happened after that um well during college actually that's when i got my first tv job okay. it, it pays to have an uncle that knows people seriously <laughs> so i got my first tv job my junior year okay. so i didn't do an internship or anything okay. so i worked at um, wjhl in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time, and I think they still are like Market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three Tri-Cities. In exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class, so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back, so right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after after NBC? Um 
well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea i've ever had but i wanted i was at this point living in knoxville working at jewelry television you know a little home (laughs) shopping action (laughs) (laughs) and i wanted out of knoxville so bad i was like i want to go back to charlotte Mm -hmm. and that job came up and i'm like you know what i'll tough it out 1 a.m to 9 a.m wait so you were doing television in knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by discovery but yeah HGTV and a uh-huh. lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, 
you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. And yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to L.A. or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm -hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole cast yeah, to, get to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe, maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where, they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on a show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back so because people knew you from the show yes yeah, so luckily wow. i was able to crawl back to the job that i had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit and then i, I got back on full-time uh -huh. um when they opened up the coastal newsroom all right so then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gone out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, I use the word MoFo a lot. So mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled 
Like every date you went on, or just just the crazy ones? Um, at that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating and okay. it was horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that one a.m. to nine a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. It doesn't. No, it doesn't work. Uh, I I <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Uh, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Hard. Not really. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. Mm-hmm. And just like mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But yeah. <laughs> It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> He was your pretty boy thug life bae, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know what, hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yes. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, right? And clearly they they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
feel like I'm in the family now. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so yeah, so I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody <laughs> elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time. Okay. And pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm for like... Some, for some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't... In case you didn't pick up on... Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha- do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover... They're like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing. But, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- MoFo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um, and then two I just I don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Should make oh. us easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes, everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar. No, with I'm that. not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is Black Nerds. Okay. And I, well, I don't consider myself a Black Nerd. They well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags <laughs> all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually um, and then they usually kind of they used to do an interview with a celebrity, um, kind of after the whole writing uh-huh. or the the confession is done. But now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are you know filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Local Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh. For, What's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What, what, what made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like okay it's in the past but i'm telling you because and and that's why i also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing Mm -hmm. at the end to kind of be like this is what i learned take away whatever you can from this story okay Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore um what is it what is it like to be a, a black female in charlotte in the media business if you found it difficult Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was, um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. All I right. think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet, because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on MoFo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was All about right. her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always it's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah, um, yeah maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair. So <laughs> bit of Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the ma- not I'm on the website. Well, website not, yeah. yeah. That's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I was just thinking earlier, like, now what do I accomplish? Oprah? Here I come. <laughs> right? I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag, and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it happen? on a whim. Okay. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like, I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like, it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, whoa. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then they do some really good stuff there. When yeah. does that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So, this one's it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website I know they're any, probably like, seriously, this one again? Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so you still, a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> Seven, 18 years ago. It's Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger. And also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com. And on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. 
you're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes. Yes. She's doing well. Okay. That's good. Way. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, uh, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, Uh, I never thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that, like, idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a <laughs> – I, I, I got a couple, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie. Not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been (laughs) snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still were gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there. But, yeah. I, so it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, you also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. 
And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks and she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah, to me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, like she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted. So she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. (laughs) I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. (laughs) Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. There's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. Then pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That Exciting. probably never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Well, well, well what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I always mess this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. I, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing, doing okay. plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's has written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, 
actually last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess <laughs> since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's, yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's... Um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway right yes he does that okay. um he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove but he's like i know how to use the microwave <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine but whatever he'll he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, tc robeson you right R- robertson robertson oh yes. sorry i said that wrong yeah flatlanders i don't oh, understand no, the accent up there. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to I- getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State okay. your alma mater exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players right. the ones that I have crushes on mm-hmm. you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 right. <laughs> I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up and I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like (laughs) we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview, and of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article—I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper. Yeah. Okay. The school newspaper, and right. so that was, you know. And then I kind of put that down and went into high school, focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like, "Oh, I want to write something." Um, but then uh, when I won homecoming queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time I was like, university of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at 
anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So um, obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is mm -hmm. that right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what would happen after that? Um, well, during college, actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly. The, uh, Tennessee. Exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650? Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm -hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay, and then what happened after after NBC? Um, well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let mm -hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads okay. are getting run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so i did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and a uh -huh. lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., how do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes 
Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Hey, right. how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now and just like <laughs> respond to an ad like that. And so But I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did. And the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers Mm -hmm. so I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be I just thought oh that's fun I love cheerleading and I love TV so yeah Um, so yeah I went through that interview process of well they they had like um, auditions in various cities Mm -hmm. but I couldn't go so we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> 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 and I still have that tape and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this up. (laughs) And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) So you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what what am I taking? So you get to the airport and and what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. and you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to LA or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole cast yeah, to, get to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like um, I think I was out there maybe maybe I'm almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show, I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So 
Because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the Coastal right. Newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called Mofo Chronicles. Yeah, I actually initially had a blog on um, Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs. Because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360... You know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the Mofo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, I use the word mofo a lot. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, at that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating and okay. it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh -huh. shift. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Uh, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy Thug Life Bay. My senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not was really. Hard. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm -hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. Mm -hmm. And just like mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But yeah. <laughs> It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh -huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you were in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> He was your pretty boy thug life bae, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know what, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're 
really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually... Well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed... Um, they wanted a dating blog, so okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son, Deals, is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote... Um, an article about him and got paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly they li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now, All but right. <laughs> basically. Yeah, but so yeah, so I did a, I think I I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that I got the big head and was like, "Oh, well I can do more of this." And so All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if, you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm like... Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't... In case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And and some a lot of the things, you know, and and I'm, 
trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but you know, I'm like, it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute, what about this story that just came out, written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know that one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous Mofo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write Um, and then two I just I don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and I am which by the way I'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know I always love guest bloggers Smeek is easy to find on Twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is I'm mofo chronicles Instagrams (laughs) yeah so um so yeah I don't write as much but I am a part of um blurred dating I don't know if you're familiar no I'm not what is that Uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and I well I don't consider myself a black nerd they ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole writing uh-huh. or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or, writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> he fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a this can't happen to other people it can't and then i'm like maybe i'm the dumb one maybe that's the problem well, shamika got out fine there were no yeah. no shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home exactly 
So did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, – and right. that's why I also try to put, like, a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you uh, found it difficult, actually, and I I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm, like, begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival, just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was, um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet, because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular. But I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah. The, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to... But I don't, I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool. Because that was the first one. Yeah, um, yeah maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence. Those, like each of those. And now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like, I've done it all. And Vanity Fair. So a bit of Vanity Fair? <laughs> yeah. Not, really? the ma- not I'm on the website. Well, website not, yeah. yeah. That's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. So... I was just thinking earlier, like, now what do I accomplish? Oprah? Here I come. <laughs> right? I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag. And That's true. Yeah. And they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This, this week, actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah. Like uh, Oprah. Yeah. Oprah <laughs> and, like, our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just did it on a whim. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right. They do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website I know they're any, probably like, seriously, this one again? Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> Seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9-11? No, I was at Telerep. Oh. Okay, all right. So that was you Okay, all yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte 
Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No, never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's best waterfront dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was 
we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still were gone, and I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, kinda, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah, that paragraph. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, you also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin... Then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh yeah, I've been. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, "Oh yeah, you like pumpkin pie." And then of course it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, "Hey, wait, here's this essay," and of course people are like. Girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week. or the Yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks, and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte, but when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice, and I <laughs> thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, oh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school mm-hmm. it's like no way there's like a dusting out there yeah. but no we still had to go to school still had um, to go. but it was it was it's not the Asheville that's there now mm-hmm. I'll say because it, it wasn't as touristy then pretty much then it was Biltmore House that's as touristy okay. as it got yeah. and we would go there for field trips we had our prom there like uh, really? on the grounds yeah yeah both years that Exciting. probably never would never happen today a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now. But yeah, we would have our proms there. And so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there and my parents are like who's paying for it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um my mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. 
it felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. a, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013? Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm -hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90, Yes. I believe, in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm -hmm. like. Since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know... He didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and speaks for him. I mm -hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. All right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up, and I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings, is. He played for the Golden State Warriors okay. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And right. so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then when I won homecoming queen the question was well where are you going to college and I'm like at that time I was like University of South Carolina Mm -hmm. and they're like what are you going to study and I'm like wait I'm not good at math I'm not good at anything (laughs) and then I was like communications that seems to like cover a lot so um Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State, and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC, and yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like Market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three Tri-Cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay, and then what happened after after NBC? Um, well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and 
that job came up, and I'm like, you know what? I'll tough it out. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool, because that's right. now that's where scripts, or they just got bought by Discovery, but yeah. where the HGTV and, and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., How do you? is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yep. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, Hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and you know, and um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and what to, happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole cast yeah, to, get to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think it was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, 
yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was I was like, oh, my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those jobs, because they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back so because people knew you from the show yes so luckily I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit (laughs) (laughs) and at least freelance there until somebody else Uh quit and then I I got back on full time Uh um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom all right so then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah I actually initially had a blog on um Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace, and then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not (laughs) sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles, because I was just kind of like, they use the word MoFo a lot. So Mm -hmm. So it just made sense. (laughs) Yeah. And you chronicled, like, every date you went on, or just, just the crazy ones? Um. At that time, everyone I went on, because I was trying online dating, and okay. it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible. It doesn't, no, doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote... Picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows, right. but, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like... Are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for and just like mean mugging everybody. wasn't social and everybody's <laughs> like, where did you find him? 
but yeah, <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you're in high school. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, thug life babe, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom. Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but. <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, I hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? <laughs> You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? (laughs) So I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right. Right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so, All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that I was like you know what I want to do more music stuff yeah. and so I just kind of I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com but I did and I saw they were looking for writers at the time and so I was like I'm interested they were like okay cool so I did that for five years right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff all right now when you go to when you go to pitch things was there ever a time when you you pitch 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 had a good story where just nothing no nibbles whatsoever currently oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that okay <laughs> is that soul crushing or are you just like well okay maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea i have it used to be soul crushing but then if it's some story that i'm just really really wanting to write then i'll just keep trying but after you know if, if it's something that i'm kind of half interested in anyway i may just be like whatever I'll pick it back up again if you know later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else so or um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet 
same exact story, like the same type of angle, mm -hmm. and they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some some other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and a minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl. Okay. For like certain. Um, celebrities like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover they're mm -hmm. like hey do you want to talk to them and I'm like it's fine it's a paycheck yeah <laughs> <I'll> do it <laughs> yeah it doesn't, doesn't bother you yeah okay. no it doesn't bother me and then some a lot of the things you know and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing but you know I'm like it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid I'm good <laughs> okay yeah. that makes sense wait a minute what about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago I know that one what? hurt a little who, who bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your? previous mofo, chron mofo chronicles <laughs> uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um sense. and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know right. i always love guest bloggers make oh. is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is i'm mofo chronicles okay. instagrams <laughs> yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no with i'm that. not what is that uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i well i don't consider myself a black nerd they no, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags <laughs> all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh -huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm -hmm. or, writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. How <laughs> many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica? What 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 made you think that you know what? <laughs> F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Which Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for for stories? Oh yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my god, that's so funny. Or you know, I no nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like. Okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and right. that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you oh. found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media, like, pass. Okay. And I'm, like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert, okay. so All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah, it's very strange. Do other media in town? Do you find they have similar issues, or do they have? Um, you know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Pie piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, they, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always it's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream so I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair so a bit of Vanity Fair <laughs> yeah not really? the not I'm on the website, well, website not, yeah yeah that's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm yeah so I was just thinking earlier like now what do I accomplish Oprah here I come <laughs> right I'm mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and yeah, that's yeah and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like. I got the story, and I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually. Okay. And they weren't interested, and so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like, I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like, it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, whoa. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. They do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When does that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So, this one's, it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to L.A.? Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know a- they're probably like, seriously, this one again? <laughs> a- a- any nibbles? Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah. okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in, in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well. Can't be in LA right now, no, but no. you know, so Give still you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along though. All right, Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh, hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together, right? Seven, <laughs> eighteen years ago. It's Good gracious, were you there for nine eleven? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right, so that was before you left. Okay, all yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte. Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No, never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes. Yes. She's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't, 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from uh, Shonda, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where... You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm-hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So, I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and I'm like I love pumpkin pie what what, what was wrong with everybody you, have, you had a <laughs> I, I I got a couple a couple more lines from that piece uh, you say I heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part-time job you know when i started last it was last year right around i think it was we had a little thanksgiving gathering at work and so i brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there. But, yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. (laughs) Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it and I said yeah to me it just looked like a plain old latte but when I like she walked away I asked her what it was but then somebody interrupted so she never told me rude right so as I take a big old sip it's pumpkin spice and I thought I was going to pass out I was like this is the nastiest mess ever (laughs) I was like that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was (laughs) do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes no. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other Ooh, wow. That's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school it's like no wait there's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That probably never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, well, what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. I, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's has written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like. She just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes. New house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's... Um, 
probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I don't understand the accent up here. <laughs> Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament c- comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State okay. your alma mater exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players right. the ones that I have crushes on mm-hmm. you know I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13 right. <laughs> I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit mm-hmm. um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't even remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like <laughs> we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview, and of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article—I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper. Yeah. Okay. School newspaper, and right. so that was, you know. And then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like, "Oh, I want to write something." Um, but then uh, when I won homecoming queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time I was like university of South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. (laughs) And then I was like, communications, that seems (laughs) to like cover a lot. So, um, obviously I didn't go to university of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee state and started the communications program and loved it and here you are here i am so you moved to charlotte 2000 is mm-hmm. that right after college yes okay you work at nbc and yes. what, what happened after that um well during college i actually that's when i got my first tv job okay. it, it pays to have an uncle that knows people seriously <laughs> so i got my first tv job my junior year okay. so i didn't do an internship or anything okay. so i worked at um, wjhl in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time, and I think they still are like Market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three Tri-Cities. In exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class, so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back, so right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after after NBC? Um 
well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action Man. <laughs> and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah the HGTV and, and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. 
So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> And I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and what to, happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm -hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole cast yeah, to, get to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but... Yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was I was like, oh, my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I found Maybe. it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you. You were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So Because people knew you from the show. Yeah. So luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay. do you remember that right on yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh -huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, 
I use the word mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. It doesn't, no, doesn't work. Uh, I... I <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad. But, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not was really. Hard. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole. You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, yeah. and just, like, mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But, yeah. <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of okay. course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this, I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but. <laughs> You, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know what? Hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad Shamika so it's probably for the best <laughs> located at 1225 Central Avenue the Thirsty Beaver you can't be first but you can be next a- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you maybe maybe pay some bills you know what my first paid writing gig was for creative loafing okay um and what did I write oh of course everybody knows I'm a huge Jackson's fan so big time yeah so I actually well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed um, they wanted a dating blog, so okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try?" <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son Deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, yeah. you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. 
Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so, yeah, so I did, a, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this, and so All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody <laughs> elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some some other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so. But I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- MoFo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um, and then two I just I don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Shmink um, is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes, everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Ever, Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar. No, with I'm that. not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is Black Nerds. Okay. And I, well, I don't consider myself a Black Nerd. They well, ask me. To participate, so I, because I have funny dating stories. Okay. And so, actually, on October twenty second, I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head, um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening. So it's it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story, um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. So, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers <laughs> or, writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a this can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Which Shamika got out fine. There were no, yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah. 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 <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did, you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I, no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, Okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have better um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's had the same issues there. And she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always <laughs> It's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes & Noble, Mm -hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think just right, for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, Essence, those 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair. So <laughs> been to Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the, not I'm on the website. Well, website not, yeah, yeah. That's in Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm Yeah. So I was just thinking earlier, like now what do I accomplish? Oprah, here I come. <laughs> right. I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This this week actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah and <laughs> like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like... Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right, then they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there mm-hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever oh, <laughs> yeah okay. yeah wherever right. but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website <laughs> <laughs> I know they're any, probably like, seriously, this one again? Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so you still, a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Lenslinger. And also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com. And on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. 
You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, et cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I have worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. I, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. 
And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks and she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah, to me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, like she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted. So she never told me rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. (laughs) I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school it's like no wait there's like a dusting out there yeah. but no we still had to go to school still had um, to go. but it was it was it's not the Asheville that's there now mm-hmm. I'll say because it, it wasn't as touristy then pretty much then it was Biltmore House that's as touristy okay. as it got yep. and we would go there for field trips we had our prom there like uh, really? on the grounds yeah yeah both years it's that exciting. probably never would never happen today a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. I, What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes, I believe. Uh, and you you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I I, I want to focus on your your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes, I believe in March. Uh, here's here's something of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, 
actually last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess <laughs> since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand the gosh. accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was so nervous. I interviewed, um, it was the Southern Conference, mm-hmm. the basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings, is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other just silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview and of course I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything I was literally writing everything down mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article I don't even remember it was in the school newspaper yeah okay school newspaper and right. so that was you know and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that but then I think my senior year I joined the yearbook staff okay. really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then I, when I won homecoming queen the question was well, where are you going to college and I'm like at that time I was like University of South Carolina mm-hmm. and they're like what are you going to study and I'm like wait I'm not good at math I'm not good at 
anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So um, obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000. Is mm -hmm. that right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class, so mm -hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back, so right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after after NBC? Um well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write, and I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm -hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to they used to have, make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was, so I kept that's thinking That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads okay. are getting run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so I did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, as so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte okay. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah the HGTV and, and uh -huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes 
exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yep. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now and just like <laughs> respond to an ad like that. And so But I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did. And the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers Mm -hmm. so I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be I just thought oh that's fun I love cheerleading and I love TV so yeah Um, so yeah I went through that interview process of well they they had like um, auditions in various cities Mm -hmm. but I couldn't go so we did my, you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this (laughs) up. And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) So you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what what am I taking? So you get to the airport and and what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. And you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to LA or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my my biggest thing was I was like, oh, my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe his name is written somewhere on here. And I found it in the kitchen and I wrote my name under his (laughs) (laughs) goals right there. (laughs) You made it. All right. So reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because. I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So 
Because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called Mofo Chronicles. Yeah, I actually initially had a blog on um, Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs. Because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360... You know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the Mofo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, they use the word Mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, at that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Uh, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy Thug Life Bay. My senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high <laughs> What's school. What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around his head. He had that whole thing going on and the Mm -hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. And just like mean mugging everybody. wasn't social. And everybody's (laughs) like, who did you find him? But yeah. (laughs) It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Uh Which is insane. I'm like, when you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. (laughs) Couldn't go. He was your pretty boy thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're 
really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. But right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So I did, a, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that I was like you know what I want to do more music stuff yeah. and so I just kind of I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com but I did and I saw they were looking for writers at the time and so I was like I'm interested they were like okay cool so I did that for five years right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm -hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some some other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And then some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm, 
trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but you know, I'm like, it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute, what about this story that just came out, written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know that what, one hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> You you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous Mofo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's, one, because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write. Um, and then, two, I just I don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know i always love guest bloggers make is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is i'm mofo chronicles instagrams (laughs) yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no i'm not what is that Uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i well i don't consider myself a black nerd they ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers <laughs> or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a this can't happen to other people it can't and then i'm like maybe i'm the dumb one maybe that's the problem well, shamika got out fine there were no yeah. no shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home exactly 
So did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult, actually, and I I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival just even trying to get backstage was difficult even with a media like pass okay and i'm like i'm the only media here mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? was it a big artist um it was um it was like an old school concert okay. so All i'm right. like seriously like yeah yeah <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through sometimes i can't even um get credentials for that stuff anything at all yeah very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues or do they have Um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago Mm -hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there and she's black. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, they, oh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like soul train jet ebony right. essence those like each of those and now shondaland and entertainment tonight was my yeah. dream so i'm like i've done it all in vanity fair so been a vanity fair <laughs> yeah not really? the ma- not I'm on the website, well, the website not, yeah yeah it's in vanity fair as far yeah. as I'm yeah so i was just thinking earlier like now what do i accomplish oprah here i come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just yeah, did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like. I got this story, and I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually. Okay. And they weren't interested, and so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches, and I'm like, hmm, yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like, I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like, it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, whoa. That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Then they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So, this one's, it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for Entertainment Tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website (laughs) 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 i know they're probably like seriously this one again (laughs) any any nibbles um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's, uh, hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? Seven, <laughs> 18 years ago. Good insane. gracious. Were you there for 9-11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before you left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte 
Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's best waterfront dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that, that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. <laughs> so <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that, like, idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a <laughs> – I, I, I got a couple, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, 
we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still are gone, and I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, kinda, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah, that paragraph. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, if, if you, you also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin... Then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh yeah, I've been. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, "Oh yeah, you like pumpkin pie." And then of course it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, "Hey, wait, here's this essay," and of course people are like. Girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week? or the Yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks, and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte, but when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice, and I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other Ooh, wow. That's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school it's like no wait there's like a dusting out there yeah. but no we still had to go to school still had um, to go. but it was it was it's not the Asheville that's there now mm-hmm. I'll say because it, it wasn't as touristy then pretty much then it was built more house that's as touristy okay. as it got yep. and we would go there for field trips we had our prom there like uh, really? on the grounds yeah yeah both years that it's probably exciting. never would never happen today a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. 
It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes, I believe. Uh, and you you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I I, I want to focus on your your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes, I believe in March. Uh, here's here's something of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you'll, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like. Since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know... He didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and speaks for him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January and so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's, um, Probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use that fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up, and I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And right. so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, but then I, when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems <laughs> to like cover a lot. So, um Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State, and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC, and yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like Market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah I worked uh what hours did I work three to eleven but I still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated okay and then what happened after you after NBC um well while I was at NBC I kept seeing if I wanted to write and I'm okay. like can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write and I was like wait maybe I need more experience did they make you take a writing test they used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then yeah that's weird but yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was so I kept that's thinking that's impossible <laughs> come on Jamaica. right <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is it's like a what is that they are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville working at jewelry television you know a little home (laughs) shopping action (laughs) and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and 
that job came up, and I'm like, you know what? I'll tough it out. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool, because that's right. now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery, but yeah. where the HGTV and, and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., how do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, or? 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities, right? So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah. In my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and, you know. And um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what to, happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, 
I don't know what's happening, but yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show, I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So. Because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal right. newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called Mofo Chronicles. Yeah. I actually initially had a blog on... Um, Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm <laughs> not mistaken. Yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace, and then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not (laughs) sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles, because I was just kind of like, they use the word MoFo a lot. So Mm -hmm. So it just made sense. (laughs) Yeah. And you chronicled, like, every date you went on, or just, just the crazy ones? Um. At that time, everyone I went on, because I was trying online dating, and it was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 Uh a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. No, it doesn't work. Uh, I I, I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, You're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, You wrote... Picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows, right. but, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for and just like mean mugging everybody. wasn't social. And everybody's <laughs> like, 
who did you find him? But yeah, <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shemika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? <laughs> You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, And what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So... Big time. Yeah. So I actually... Well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because they needed... um, They wanted a dating blog. So I did that for free for exposure. All right. Yeah. Um, And then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son, Deals, is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, yeah. you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so, All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that I was like you know what I want to do more music stuff and so I just kind of I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com but I did and I saw they were looking for writers at the time and so I was like I'm interested they were like okay cool so I did that for five years right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. Or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet 
same exact story, like the same type of angle, mm-hmm. and they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some some other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha, do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and a minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any mm-hmm. anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl. Okay. For like certain. Um, celebrities, like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what? hurt a little who, who bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your? previous mofo Mofo chronicles uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know i always love guest bloggers make is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is i'm mofo chronicles instagrams (laughs) yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no i'm not what is that Uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i well i don't consider myself a black nerd they ask me to participate so i because i have funny dating stories okay and so actually on october 22nd i think if that's a monday off the top of my head um I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening. So it's it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story. Um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. So, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah, this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do. It's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on, like, these indie artists, like, right. as far as, like, people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever, whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. How uh, <laughs> many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica? What 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 made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Which Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did, you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, and right. that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you oh. found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media, like, pass. Okay. And I'm, like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's had the same issues there. And she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always <laughs> It's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes & Noble, and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream so I'm like I've done it all in Vanity Fair so been <laughs> Vanity Fair yeah not really? the not I'm on the website well, not like, yeah. yeah that's in Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned yeah so I was just thinking earlier like now what do I accomplish Oprah here I come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and yeah, that's yeah and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happened? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I gonna do with it and then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story yeah. so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right, then they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to LA. Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or uh, I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're probably any, like, seriously, this one again. <laughs> yeah, any, any nibbles? Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in, in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so Give still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's insane. good gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay all right so that was okay all yeah right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not part-time. your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, uh, Shond- everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where... You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm-hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So, I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and I'm like I love pumpkin pie what, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody you, have, you had a I, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple of, a couple more lines from that piece uh, you say I heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part time job you know when I started last it was last year right around I think it was we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work and so I brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and I- then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there. But, yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah, to me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted. So she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, wait, there's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't work. know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the re- they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like. She just kind of enters and speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, 
back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you... Right, R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah, Flatlanders. I, I know. Understand the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when. Well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school, I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff, and I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know. At that point, getting to getting to interview like, um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him. I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players, right. the ones that I have crushes on? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So um, to my uncle, set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings, is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview (laughs) them. And I'm like, we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, silent. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And, of course, I didn't have, like, a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, but then uh, when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So, um, Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State, and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC, and yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, l- during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. In exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah I worked uh what hours did I work three to eleven but I still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated okay and then what happened after your, after NBC um 
Well, while I was at NBC, I kept saying if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, "Oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours." <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, as I did the six on eleven on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a one A to nine A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. ten to six is doable, but one right. to nine. That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville working at jewelry television you know a little home (laughs) shopping action (laughs) and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. All right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, mm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. 
so we did my <laughs> you know of course now it would have probably just been facetime or skype but right. we did mine where i set up my camcorder yeah in my living room and i sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> And I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this <laughs> up. And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm -hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe, maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening, but... Yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was I was like, oh, my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you. You were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So Because people knew you from the show. Yeah. So luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay. do you remember that right on yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh -huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, 
I use the word mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah. <laughs> horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I... I <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're t- talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he... He tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life, Bay, from your senior year <laughs> in high school. What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole... You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head? Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, yeah. and just, like, mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social, <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But, yeah. <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of oh, course, man. later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this, I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you were in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but... <laughs> You, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad Shamika so it's probably for the best <laughs> located at 1225 Central Avenue the Thirsty Beaver you can't be first but you can be next a- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you maybe maybe pay some bills you know what my first paid writing gig was for creative loafing okay um and what did I write oh of course everybody knows I'm a huge Jackson's fan so big time yeah so I actually well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed um, they wanted a dating blog, so okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try?" <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. 
Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so yeah, so I did. A, I think I've I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh well, I can do more of this, and so right. I started doing interviews for CharlotteVibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across SoulTrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you yeah. go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story is posted now. Like, it's... I'm from like... Some, from some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't... In case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so. But I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- MoFo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um and then two i just i don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Um, make is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes, everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar. No, with I'm that. not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is Black Nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a Black Nerd, they well, asked me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually um, and then they usually kind of they used to do an interview with a celebrity, um, kind of after the whole writing or the the confession is done. But now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are you know filmmakers <laughs> or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Local Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. How <laughs> many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica? What, what, what made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, she, she make it got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. the story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and LA really? than I do in Charlotte. Which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm, like, begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's had the same issues there. And she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh, to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. Oh, you do actually write something that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the internet so yeah I mean even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and you know and all this stuff so it was pretty cool to but I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it but I mean I've heard it's cool yeah it's always it's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair. So been <laughs> Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the, not I'm on the website. On the website not, yeah, yeah. Some Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm Yeah, so I was just thinking earlier, like now what do I accomplish? Oprah, here I come. <laughs> right. I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This this week actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like, I got this story, and I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like, hmm, yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, And, like, I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like, it was whoa. within an hour. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's, it's a really good piece. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight, doing these interviews and and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing you know a piece here and there, mm -hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to L.A. Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or uh, I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're probably any, like, seriously, this one again. <laughs> yeah, any, any nibbles? Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in, in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so Give still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's insane. good gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay all right, so that was okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. 
You're going to hear sound effects, of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have it's a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond- everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So (laughs) (laughs) um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, I, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and I- then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah, I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah, uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh yeah, I've been. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter. Because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. 
And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. It's mm -hmm. like, no, wait, there's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm -hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That Exciting. probably never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't more. know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm -hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm -hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm -hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, 
Actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee, um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing, so he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's... Um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway right yes he does that um he doesn't know how to use that fancy new stove but he's like i know how to use the microwave (laughs) doesn't know how to use the washing machine but whatever he'll he's (laughs) got people that'll come and help (laughs) so you you go to high school in Asheville, uh, tc robeson you right robertson robertson oh sorry i said that wrong yeah flatlanders i know gosh Uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was, so nervous I interviewed um, it was the Southern Conference Mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year my uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State your alma mater exactly Uh (laughs) and so um, I asked him I'm like can I interview a couple of the basketball players the ones that I have crushes on Mm -hmm. you know I'm like 13 (laughs) I want a college man so um, to my uncle set it up then I got to interview um, which I don't know some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is he played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit Mm -hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy I don't remember his name it's horrible but um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like (laughs) we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other just silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview, and of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article—I don't even remember. Was it in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper, and right. so that was, you know. And then I kind of put that down and went into high school, focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like, "Oh, I want to write something." Um, but then uh, when I won homecoming queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time I was like, university of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at 
anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So um, obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte in 2000. Is that mm -hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, l during college, actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly. The, uh, exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650? Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm -hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay, and then what happened after after NBC? Um, well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let mm -hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads oh, are getting okay. run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so I did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What'd you, do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know the home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and, and uh -huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes 
Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> t- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006 maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now and just like <laughs> respond to an ad like that. And so But I did. You do being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did. And the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers Mm -hmm. so I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be I just thought oh that's fun I love cheerleading and I love TV so yeah Um, so yeah I went through that interview process of well they they had like um, auditions in various cities Mm -hmm. but I couldn't go so we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> 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 and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this up. (laughs) And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) So you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what what am I taking? So you get to the airport and and what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. So you go to L.A. And you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to LA or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's where, they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my my biggest thing was I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his <laughs> <laughs> goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right. So reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more, mm-hmm. and you know what? Only because. I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those jobs, because they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job. 
coming back. So because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh-huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh-huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay. do you remember that right on yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the GeoCities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh-huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gone out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, they use the word mofo a lot. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh-huh. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible. That doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole... You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head? Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, mm-hmm. and just, like, mean-mugging everybody. It wasn't social, <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But, yeah. <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this, I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you were in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but... <laughs> But you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. no. And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. 
They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm -hmm. paid. $50. All right. Right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. Right. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so, All I started right. doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm -hmm. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time. Okay. And pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm -hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story, it's posted now. Like, it's, I'm like. Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. That's weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so. But I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're mm -hmm. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some a lot of the things, 
you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, that yeah. makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um, and then two I just I don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and I I'm, which by the way I'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know right. I always love guest bloggers make uh-huh. is easy to find on Twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is I'm mofo chronicles okay. <laughs> Instagrams yeah so um so yeah I don't write as much but I am a part of um blurred dating I don't know if you're familiar no with I'm that. not what is that uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and I well I don't consider myself a black nerd they well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole writing uh-huh. or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a this can't happen to other people it can't and then i'm like maybe i'm the dumb one maybe that's the problem well, shamika got out fine there were no yeah. no shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home exactly 
So did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because... And, and right. that's why I also try to put, like, a lesson learned type of thing mm -hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what, is it, what is it like to be... A, a black female in Charlotte in the media business if you uh, found it difficult actually and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter um, I was like I get invited to more things in Atlanta and LA really? than I do in Charlotte which is weird I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in LA and Atlanta here I'm like begging like I want to cover your event can I get a response like it's I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go. Yeah, far. they don't. They don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like. I'm the only media here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was. Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town? Do you find they have similar issues, or do they have? Um, you know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm -hmm. and. She says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm -hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. what's, been your, uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh yeah, the, uh, from uh, not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ, right? And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even. They only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her. Um, she kind of the interview was about her switch from being like. You know, how do you go from being at the top of the, she's like MTV VJ has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it. Right. But you're publishing this piece. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like soul train jet ebony essence those like each of those and now shondaland and entertainment tonight was my dream so i'm like i've done it all in vanity fair so bit of vanity fair (laughs) yeah not not i'm on the website website, yeah yeah that's vanity fair as far as i'm concerned yeah so i was just thinking earlier like now what do i accomplish oprah here i come (laughs) right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's right. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just yeah, did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I going to do with it and then I just happened to see um one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah let me just see because it's a Charlotte story so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. W- yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full time for Entertainment Tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or uh, i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website (laughs) (laughs) i know they're probably like seriously this one again yeah any any nibbles (laughs) Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's, uh, hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? Seven, <laughs> 18 years ago. Good insane. gracious. Were you there for 9-11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before you left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte 
Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Australia Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road. Technically, it's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. Yeah. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I, fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shon everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, I, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was 
we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still were gone, and I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that, a few weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. (laughs) Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah, to me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, like she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted. So she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. (laughs) I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. (laughs) Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. There's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now. But yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Well, well what do they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, Gerber Baby Food, Mm -hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. (laughs) You know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got Mm -hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, But then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. 
it felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I got it right. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013? Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm -hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90, Yes. I believe, in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm -hmm. like since you can't seem to find a job i'm like oh you had to throw that jab in there too <laughs> yeah thanks granddaddy yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, along those same lines this must have been another time you were going to tennessee in uh, november of 2016 quote my granddaddy said don't you bring no men back home from tennessee he's so shady <laughs> very very shady what was up with that guy i don't know you know he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and speaks for him. I don't mm -hmm. know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but okay. it's okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use that fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand the gosh. accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was so nervous. I interviewed, um, it was the Southern Conference mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors okay. for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, so I got to 
interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silent. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And right. so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, but then I, when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So, um, Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is mm-hmm. that right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. And what, what happened after that? Um, well, l- during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly. The, uh, exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah I worked uh what hours did I work three to eleven but I still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. I did a lot right. of that <laughs> right. until I graduated okay and then what happened after your, after NBC um well while I was at NBC I kept seeing if I wanted to write and I'm okay. like can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write and I was like wait maybe I need more experience did they make you take a writing test they used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then yeah that's weird but yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was so I kept that's thinking that's impossible <laughs> come on Jamaica. right <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is it's like a what is that they are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so I did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. You, do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know the home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and 
that job came up and I'm like, you know what? I'll tough it out. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right. now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery. But yeah. the HGTV and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried. And which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, right. Hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah in my living room and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone yeah. and she asked me questions <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape and it's horrible <laughs> see so yeah, after that it was like maybe two weeks later she's like the network loves you we want you to do the show and so at that point I, I did not know where I was going I just went in told the news director hey I need to get out of my contract right. <laughs> I was like I can't pass this up and you know and um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. 
Uh, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course I was there. Looking. I also remember the show. I, I want to look like a high school cheerleader again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my my biggest thing was I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his <laughs> <laughs> goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right. So reality TV, you come back to Charlotte, uh, you get back in news once more, mm-hmm. and you know what? Only because. I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back so because people knew you from the show yes so luckily I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit (laughs) (laughs) and at least freelance there until somebody else Uh quit and then I I got back on full time Uh um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom all right so then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah I actually initially had a blog on um Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace, and then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not (laughs) sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles, because I was just kind of like, they use the word MoFo a lot. So (laughs) So it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled, like, every date you went on, or just, just the crazy ones? Um. At that time, everyone I went on, because I was trying online dating, and it was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 Uh a.m. shift. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. No, it doesn't work. Uh, I I, I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, You're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, You wrote... Picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy Thug Life Bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy Thug Life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows, right. but, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for and just like mean mugging everybody. wasn't social and everybody's <laughs> like, where did you find him? But yeah, <laughs> it's, 
it was um definitely an interesting time and then of course later because i thought at the time and it's so funny i was just talking to my friends about this i'm like at the time i thought i was dating a guy that was just a couple years older than me Uh but now i found out that or you know when i ran into him again dude was like six or seven years older than i was which is insane i'm like you're in high school yeah i'm like i was like no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom (laughs) couldn't go (laughs) He was your pretty boy thug life bae, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know what, hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver. You can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, right? Clearly they they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now, right. but <laughs> basically, yeah. But so yeah, so I did. A, I think I've I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for CharlotteVibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that. I was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to, when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you, you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing no nibbles whatsoever. Currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Currently going right. through that. <laughs> okay. Is that soul crushing or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have. It used to be soul crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time, okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier, and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet, same exact story, like the same type of angle, mm-hmm. and 
They told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story, it's posted now. Like, it's, I'm from like. Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And they said That's no. That's weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha, do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain... Um, celebrities like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover they're yeah. like hey do you want to talk to them and I'm like it's fine it's a paycheck yeah <laughs> do it yeah it doesn't, doesn't bother you yeah okay. no it doesn't bother me and and some a lot of the things you know and and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing but you know I'm like it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid I'm good <laughs> okay that yeah. makes sense wait a minute what about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago I know that one what? hurt a little who, who bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your? previous mofo, chron mofo chronicles <laughs> uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write Makes um sense. and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know right. i always love guest bloggers um, is easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is i'm mofo chronicles okay, instagrams <laughs> yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no with i'm that. not what is that uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i well i don't consider myself a black nerd they well, ask me to participate so i because i have funny dating stories okay and so actually on october 22nd i think if that's a monday off the top of my head um I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening. So it's it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story. Um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah, this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. right. Yeah, but every week we do. It's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh -huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm -hmm. or writers or you know, whatever, whatever they do. Yeah. And so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah. So 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh. For, What's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What, what, what made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did, you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like okay it's in the past but I'm telling you because and and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing Mm -hmm. at the end to kind of be like this is what I learned take away whatever you can from this story okay Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore Um, what is it what is it like to be a a black female in Charlotte in the media business if you found it difficult Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go. Yeah, they far. don't. They don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with. Um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? was it a big artist? Um, it was. Um. It was like an old school concert, okay, so I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah, it's very strange. Do other media in town? Do you find they have similar issues, or do they have? Um, you know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Pie piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. (laughs) So that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh, to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't, I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment. Because I think it's always cool to see, go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But. I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always. <laughs> It's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes & Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream so I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair so a bit of Vanity Fair <laughs> yeah not really? the ma- not I'm on the website, well, the website not, yeah. yeah that's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm yeah so I was just thinking earlier like now what do I accomplish Oprah here I come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and that's right. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I going to do with it and then I just happened to see um one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah let me just see because it's a Charlotte story so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to L.A.? Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or uh, I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> I know they're probably any, like, seriously, this one again. <laughs> any, any nibbles? Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so you still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's insane. good gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay, all right, so okay all yeah right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes. Yes. She's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that, that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. You, no, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from uh, Shond. Everybody knows Shondaland. Yes. Uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did. Yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where. You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm-hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So, I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and I'm like I love pumpkin pie what what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody you, have, you had a I, <laughs> I, I I got a couple a couple more lines from that piece uh, you say I heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part-time job you know when i started last it was last year right around i think it was we had a little thanksgiving gathering at work and so i brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there. But, yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah, to me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, like she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted. So she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. (laughs) I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Yeah. Still snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other Ooh, wow. That's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school it's like no wait there's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't work. know where they do it now. But yeah, we would have our proms there. And so, of course, my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, who's paying for it? <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um, my mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time. Okay. Gerber Baby Foods, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> You know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber baby food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off, and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. And right. a, what is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother, but mm-hmm. I... I I want to focus on your your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned ninety. Yes, I believe in March. Uh, here's here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about about granddaddy. This is from uh, the twenty sixth of May in twenty fourteen. Uh, quote: My granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess <laughs> since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I'm like. Where did that come from? (laughs) But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little Mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, 
back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you Right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand the gosh. accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember it was in the school newspaper yeah okay school newspaper and right. so that was you know and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that but then I think my senior year I joined the yearbook staff okay. really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't mm-hmm. something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then I, when I won homecoming queen the question was well, where are you going to college and I'm like at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems <laughs> to like cover a lot. So um, obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000. Is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class. So mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back. So right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after after NBC? Um 
well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so i did that for a little bit and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, as I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville working at jewelry television you know a little home (laughs) shopping action (laughs) (laughs) and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte Mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's our scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and, and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. All right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, 
you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass <laughs> this up. And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport and, and what to, happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to L.A. or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr like drop you off at a hotel and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm -hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole cast yeah, to, get to get there. there yeah. yeah. And then after that, like um, I think it was out there maybe maybe almost a month. OK. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where, they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was I was like, oh, my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back so because people knew you from the show yes yeah, so luckily wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit and then I, I got back on full-time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the coastal right. newsroom all right so then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah I actually initially had a blog on um Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gotten out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, they use the word MoFo a lot. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled 
like every date you went on or just just the crazy ones um at that time everyone i went on because i was trying online dating and it was horrible (laughs) horrible (laughs) (laughs) and even the ones i was meeting in the clubs yeah i was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when i was working that 1 a.m to 9 Uh a.m yeah (laughs) horrible doesn't no it doesn't work uh i i i wrote down something you wrote in your blog one of my favorite lines uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Hard. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. Yeah. And just like mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, who did you find him? But yeah. <laughs> It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of okay. course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> He was your pretty boy thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm yeah. like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? clearly they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
feel like I'm in the family now. Mm. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so yeah, so I did. A, I think I've I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but. Okay. After that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently. I'm currently going through that. Okay. (laughs) Is that soul crushing or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody elsewhere will eventually like this Um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again if, you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet same exact story like the same type of angle Mm -hmm. and they told me no this was a year ago they told me no but the story is posted now like it's i'm like some 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 other writer right what the hell exactly i was like i know i pitched that and they told me no i pitched it to several outlets actually (laughs) yeah they said no (laughs) in case you haven't in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha, do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover... They're like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing. But, you know, I'm like, it's, it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- MoFo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's. One, because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write. Um, and then two, I just I don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Just make um, is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes, everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar. No, with I'm that. not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is Black Nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a Black Nerd, they well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags <laughs> all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers <laughs> or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on local <laughs> chronicles they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a... This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like... Okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it? What is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you oh. found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was... Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues? Or do they have better um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And she says that she's had the same issues there. And she's black. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, What's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it Was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, they, oh, from uh, Not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm-hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire, so um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always <laughs> It's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and & Noble, mm-hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those are 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all and Vanity Fair. So <laughs> been a Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the ma- not I'm on the website. Well, website not, yeah. yeah. That's a Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I was just thinking earlier, like, now what do I accomplish? Oprah? Here I come. <laughs> right? I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag, and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just did it on a whim. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like. Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right. Then they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When does that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website I know they're any, probably like, seriously, this one again? Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> Seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte Sportscaster, Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger. And also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com. And on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. Got 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. 
you're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I have worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was, we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, th that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember, and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. 
And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago? I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other Ooh, wow. That's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what you're still coming to school it's like no wait there's like a dusting out there yeah. but no we still had to go to school still had um, to go. but it was it was it's not the Asheville that's there now mm-hmm. I'll say because it, it wasn't as touristy then pretty much then it was built more house that's as touristy okay. as it got yep. and we would go there for field trips we had our prom there like uh, really? on the grounds yeah yeah both years that it's probably exciting. never would never happen today a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, 
Actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee, um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing, so he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know... He didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and speaks for him. I don't mm-hmm. know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little Mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. (laughs) And he's 90, right? Yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Um, He doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. (laughs) Doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He's (laughs) got people that'll come and help. So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview, like, um, and I remember this, I was so nervous. I interviewed, um, it was the Southern Conference, mm-hmm. the basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So, um, so my uncle set it up, and I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them and I'm like we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other just silence and I'm like and you're 13 yeah I'm like what one of us has to speak but anyway we finally got through that interview and of course I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything I was literally writing everything down Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it turned out that article I don't even remember was in the school newspaper yeah okay school newspaper and so that was you know and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that but then I think my senior year I joined the yearbook staff really because it seemed like an easy class it wasn't something that I was like oh I want to write something um but then when I won homecoming queen the question was well where are you going to college and I'm like at that time I was like University of South Carolina Mm -hmm. and they're like what are you going to study and I'm like wait I'm not good at math I'm not good at 
anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So um, obviously I didn't go to University of South Carolina. Went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000. Is that mm -hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping 650 an hour. 650, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, I worked, uh, what hours did I work? 3 to 11, but I still had to go to class, so mm -hmm. luckily my boss would be like, okay, you can go to class, but you got to come back, so right. I did a lot right. of that. <laughs> until I graduated. Okay. And then what happened after after NBC? Um well, while I was at NBC, I kept seeing if I wanted to write, and I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm -hmm. me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was, so I kept that's thinking That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, Jamaica. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads okay. are getting run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so I did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah the HGTV and a uh -huh. lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., how do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. All right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes 
exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> t- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now and just, like, <laughs> respond to an ad like that. And so But I did. Due to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders trainers mm-hmm. so I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be okay. I just thought oh that's fun I love cheerleading and I love TV so yeah um, so yeah I went through that interview process of well they they had like um, auditions in various cities mm-hmm. but I couldn't go so we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. (laughs) I was like, I can't pass this (laughs) up. And, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. (laughs) So you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what what am I taking? So you get to the airport and and what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. And you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to L.A. or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no, that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job. 
coming back. So because people knew you from the show. Yes. Yeah, so luckily, wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit. And then I, I got back on full time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the coastal right. newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah i actually initially had a blog on um yahoo 360 okay. do you remember that right on. Yeah, yeah absolutely i started that blog that was in the geo cities era if i'm not mistaken <laughs> yeah i started that blog back when i was in <laughs> knoxville so that was like 2004 uh -huh. yeah and um at that point i was had just gotten out of a relationship so i was just blogging about like Almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating, you know, blogs because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are, like, not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, I use the word mofo a lot. So, mm -hmm. so it just made sense. <laughs> yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just, just the crazy ones? Um, At that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible. <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh -huh. shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> horrible. It doesn't, no, it doesn't work. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad. But, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy Thug Life Bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole... You know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm -hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for, yeah. and just, like, mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, who did you find him? But, yeah. <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of okay. course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this, I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh -huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, Thug Life Bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but... <laughs> You, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking back, that. I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh -huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika, since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're, they're 
really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, yeah. you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly they clearly they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. But right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So I did, a, I think I've. I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years, but okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you, yeah. go, to, when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you, you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> Currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing, but then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, mm -hmm. then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else right. or... Um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet, same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm -hmm. And they told me, no, this was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some, some other writer, right? What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any mm -hmm. anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets. I feel like I'm the go-to black girl okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're yeah. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm, 
trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but you know, I'm like, it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, yeah. that makes sense. Wait a minute, what about this story that just came out, written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know that what, one hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous Mofo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's. One, because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write. Um, and then two, I just I don't have as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Shmeek um, is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes. Everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Every, Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar no, with I'm that. No, I'm not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is black nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a black nerd, they well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags (laughs) all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do, like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well yeah so uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes on mobile chronicles <laughs> they're entertaining uh, i read them all back in the day i went back and cherry picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research oh. for, what's for your tonight. favorite uh there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house i think you'd been out with him once or twice mm-hmm. and uh you fell asleep oh <laughs> He fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, straddling yeah. me, actually. Yeah. And yeah, it was... How <laughs> many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica? I, what, what, what made you think that, you know what? F it. I'm going to put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking, like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear. <laughs> I'm like, this is like a this can't happen to other people it can't and then i'm like maybe i'm the dumb one maybe that's the problem well, shamika got out fine there were no yeah. no shenanigans yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home exactly 
So did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I... No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this, or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, – and that's why I also try to put, like, a lesson learned type of thing mm -hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what, is it, what is it like to be – a black female in Charlotte in the media business if you uh, found it difficult actually and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter um, I was like I get invited to more things in Atlanta and LA than really? I do in Charlotte which is weird I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in LA and Atlanta here I'm like begging like I want to cover your event can I get a response like it's I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was. Um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all? Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town? Do you find they have similar issues, or do they have? Um, you know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago, mm -hmm. and. She says that she's had the same issues there, and she's black. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet. Because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me. Like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm -hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. what's, been your, uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh yeah, the, uh, from uh, not Trading Spaces, one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ, right? And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even. They only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. Weird. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her. Um, she kind of the interview was about her switch from being like. You know, how do you go from being at the top of the, she's like MTV VJ, has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it. Right. But you're publishing this piece. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like soul train jet ebony essence those like each of those and now shondaland and entertainment tonight was my dream so i'm like i've done it all in vanity fair so vanity fair (laughs) yeah not not not, i'm on the website website, yeah yeah that's in vanity fair as far as i'm yeah so i was just thinking earlier like now what do i accomplish oprah here i come (laughs) right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and yeah, that's yeah and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, the magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I gonna do with it and then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah let me just see because it's a Charlotte story yeah. so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right, then they do some really good stuff there. W- yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full time for Entertainment Tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever oh, or new york. <laughs> yeah okay. yeah wherever right. but they just launched this or i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website <laughs> i know they're any, probably like seriously this one again yeah, any, any nibbles <laughs> Um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in, in L.A. right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in L.A. right now. No, but, no. You know, so Give still, you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along, though. All right. Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's, uh, hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? Seven, <laughs> 18 years ago. Good insane. gracious. Were you there for 9-11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before you left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte 
Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm -hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by ZipRecruiter. That's just every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough no. over on 7th Street? No. Never. Uh, 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, et cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, that's good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, <laughs> that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's, that's uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, right? no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. You Correct. Don't, you don't have a, a full-time gig anymore. No, you, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't ever going to do it. I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from, <laughs> uh, Shond everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhimes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes. It was one of those things where, you know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So, <laughs> um, not a whole lot of creativity. So... I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it. And I'm like, I love pumpkin pie. What, what, what was wrong well, with you, everybody? You, have, you had a, <laughs> I, I, I got a couple, of, a couple more lines from that piece. Uh, you say, I heard it countless times. Black people eat sweet potato pie, not pumpkin pie. It's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season. It's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life. My black card has been <laughs> snatched and revoked multiple times over it. Have you really had your black card snatched? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even at this part-time job, you know, when I started last, it was last year, right around, I think it was 
we had a little Thanksgiving gathering at work, and so I brought pumpkin pie. Somebody else brought sweet potato pie. Well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still are gone, and I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if it's if that part is still in there, but yeah. I, it, kinda, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah, that paragraph. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> if, if you, you also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin... Then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black. I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh yeah, I've been. Um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, "Oh yeah, you like pumpkin pie." And then of course it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again. When was that? A few <laughs> weeks ago. I was like, "Hey, wait! Here's this essay," and of course people are like. Girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No, and I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week. or the Yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks, and she says, oh, I got a free drink. Do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte, but when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice, and I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> Do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. There's like a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah. Both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today. A high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where they do it now. But yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> now, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the reason they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. 
It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he, he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm -hmm. um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes, I believe. Uh, and you you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm -hmm. I I, I want to focus on your your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes, I believe in March. Uh, here's here's something of just a couple of things that Shamika's written about about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm -hmm. like. Since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm -hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> Very. Very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know... He didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. But I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like she just kind of enters and speaks for him. I mm -hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> but then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm -hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use that fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> So you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you, right? R Robertson. Robertson? Oh, yes. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm -hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him, I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players? Right. The ones that I have crushes on. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So um, to my uncle, set it up. Then I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings is. He played for the Golden State Warriors sure. for a little bit. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview them. And I'm like, we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silence. And I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And of course, I didn't have like a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it turned out that article, I don't even remember. It was in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And right. so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, but then I, when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So, um, Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC. And yes. And what, what happened after that? Um, well, l- during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee. I think at the time, and I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities in Exactly, the, uh, Tennessee. exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah I worked uh what hours did I work three to eleven but I still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. I did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until I graduated okay and then what happened after your, after NBC um well while I was at NBC I kept seeing if I wanted to write and I'm okay. like can well, y'all let me write and they wouldn't let mm-hmm. me write and I was like wait maybe I need more experience did they make you take a writing test they used to they used to have make yeah. you do that back yeah. then yeah that's weird but yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was so yeah. I kept that's thinking impossible <laughs> come on <laughs> right <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm-hmm. is it's like a what is that they are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads are getting run on these television stations yeah so I did that for a little bit and then was like this isn't it ended up going back to Johnson City okay and getting a job I'm skipping a whole lot of years there but um, ended up getting a job back in at WJHL as an associate producer Mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, so I did the 6 on 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What did you do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm-hmm. and 
that job came up, and I'm like, you know what? I'll tough it out. 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool, because that's right. now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery, but yeah. where the HGTV and, and uh-huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah. But 1 a.m. to 9 a.m., how do you, is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much, but I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm-hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap, but that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah, of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. <laughs> that's right. Well, hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes exactly. and Raina James. <laughs> T- tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is, what, 2006, maybe? Um, mm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm-hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. Beauty of being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm-hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm-hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, <laughs> you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder. Yeah. In my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and, you know. And um, so, yeah, and so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what, what am I taking? So you get to the airport, and, and get, what happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket, and it says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And So you go to L.A., and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when, we, when I got to L.A., or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr- like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm-hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think it was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, 
yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh-huh. Uh, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. where they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay. All right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show, I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on the show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. (laughs) Yeah. So some of those jobs, because they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back. So. Because people knew you from the show. Yes. So luckily, I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit (laughs) (laughs) and at least freelance there until somebody else Uh quit. And then I I got back on full time Uh um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom. All right. So then blogging started when your blog was or still is called Mofo Chronicles. Yeah. I actually initially had a blog on... um, Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gone out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not (laughs) sustaining? So I just created um, the Mofo Chronicles because I was just kind of like, they use the word Mofo a lot. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled like every date you went on or just just the crazy ones? Um. At that time, everyone I went on, because I was trying online dating, and it was horrible. (laughs) Horrible. (laughs) (laughs) And even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that 1 a.m. to 9 Uh a.m. Yeah. (laughs) Horrible. No, it doesn't work. Uh, I I, I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, You're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, You wrote... Picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows, right. but, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like, he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of, like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be, I don't know what he was going for and just like mean mugging everybody. wasn't social. And everybody's <laughs> like, where did you find him? 
but yeah, <laughs> it was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of okay. course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm like, when you're in high school. Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> he was your pretty boy, thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom. Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit, but. <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No. And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point? Actually, you know, I hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver, you can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe Maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, yeah. you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? <laughs> <laughs> Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got mm-hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. <laughs> but that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, and, and right? Clearly, they, li- they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm in the family now. All but right. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. But so, yeah. So, I did. A, I think I've, I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh, well, I can do more of this. And so, All I right. started doing interviews for charlottevibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that I was like you know what I want to do more music stuff and so I just kind of I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com but I did and I saw they were looking for writers at the time and so I was like I'm interested they were like okay cool so I did that for five years right and kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody yeah. elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet 
same exact story, like the same type of angle, mm-hmm. and they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no, but the story is posted now. Like it's I'm like some, some some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that, and they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched, <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Ha, do you think it's been more difficult for you, as a woman and a minority, to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any mm-hmm. anybody? I don't think so, but I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl. Okay. For like certain. Um, celebrities like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover they're mm-hmm. like hey do you want to talk to them and I'm like it's fine it's a paycheck yeah <laughs> do it yeah it doesn't, doesn't bother you yeah okay. no it doesn't bother me and then some a lot of the things you know and and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing but you know I'm like it's it's fine as long as I'm getting exposure and paid I'm good <laughs> okay yeah. that makes sense wait a minute what about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago I know that one what? hurt a little who, who bit. Who wrote that? Was it a was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your Mofo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell, or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your? previous mofo Mofo chronicles uh the entertaining blogs were um i think it's one because i'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um and then two i just i don't have as many stories anymore okay you know and i i'm which by the way i'm always looking for guest bloggers if you have a dating story or something funny to talk about you know i always love guest bloggers make it easy to find on twitter at mofo chronicles yes everywhere is my mofo chronicles instagrams (laughs) yeah so um so yeah i don't write as much but i am a part of um blurred dating i don't know if you're familiar no i'm not what is that Uh, blurred dating is black nerds okay and i while i don't consider myself a black nerd they ask me to participate so i because i have funny dating stories okay and so actually on october 22nd i think if that's a monday off the top of my head um I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening. So it's it's like a condensed version of Mofo Chronicles, but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story. Um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags, <laughs> all of them. <laughs> so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah, this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do. It's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember the old days. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually, um, and then they usually kind of, they used to do an interview with a celebrity um, kind of after the whole uh-huh. writing or the, the confession is done, but now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are, you know, filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever, whatever they do. Yeah. And so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah. So. 
Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Liverpool Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. How <laughs> many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica? What 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 made you think that you know what? <laughs> F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, she, she make it got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like of that? course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I no, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like, okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because and, and right. that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing mm-hmm. at the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what, is it, what is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you uh, found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and LA really? than I do in Charlotte. Which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm, like, begging, like, I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to L.A. and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But, yeah, but, like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival just even trying to get backstage was difficult even with a media like pass okay and i'm like i'm the only media here mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? was it a big artist um it was um it was like an old school concert okay. so All i'm right. like seriously like yeah yeah <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through sometimes i can't even um get credentials for that stuff anything at all yeah very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues or do they have Um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago mm-hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there and she's black. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. Right. I think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm-hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it was it the pumpkin five piece? 
That was popular, but I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah, the, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows, right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has mm -hmm. a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just right. quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh. to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one, because I think at that point he was like, oh, you do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see. Because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always, it's always cool. But my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina. And I don't know how many markets it's in, but like you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like soul train jet ebony right. essence those like each of those and now shondaland and entertainment tonight was my yeah. dream so i'm like I've done it all in vanity fair so been <laughs> vanity fair yeah not really? the, not uh, on the website, on the website not, yeah yeah in vanity fair as far yeah. as I'm yeah so i was just thinking earlier like now what do i accomplish oprah here i come <laughs> right I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's true. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay, all right. Yeah, this this week actually. Okay, uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome! All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I yeah, just did it on happen? a whim. Okay. I was just like got the story and I was like I think I pitched it I pitched it like on a to Shondaland actually okay and they weren't interested and so I'm like this is a great story what am I gonna do with it and then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches and I'm like hmm yeah. let me just see because it's a Charlotte story yeah. so and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa!" That was easy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. W yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's—it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? 
Um, I would love to actually work full time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and, and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun doing, you know, a piece here and there, mm-hmm. but to do it full time would be great. So you'd go back to LA. Or New York, wherever. Oh, or New York. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, wherever. Right. But they just launched this, or uh, I think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service. And I think I've applied for every job they have on their website. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're probably any, like, seriously, this one again. Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job. But right. they wanted somebody that was in, in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well can't be in LA right now no, but no. you know so Give still a couple of months yeah still plugging along though all right Shamika thanks for coming on I appreciate it it's uh hey we learned a lot tonight we like that we worked together right seven <laughs> 18 years ago it's insane. good gracious were you there for 9-11 no I was a teller oh. up <laughs> okay, all right, so that was okay all yeah right. I can't believe we never made that connection I know small world all right guys thanks for listening and also check out our previous podcast guests include Charlotte Sportscaster Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger, and also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com, mm-hmm. and on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. Hi, folks. Welcome to the Charlotte Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Have you been hiring the wrong way? Just kidding, guys. This episode is not brought to you by Zip Recruiter. That's just Every other freaking podcast that's out there is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Just kidding. <laughs> but this, this episode is brought to you by the Tipsy Borough Saloon and Cantina. You ever been to the Tipsy Borough? No. Over on 7th Street? No. Never. At 2711 Monroe Road, technically. It's where Monroe turns into 7th. Anyway, Charlotte's Best Tex-Mex. Plenty of items for vegetarians, too. It's Charlotte's Best Waterfront Dining and a giant ass mm. on the side of the building. With me today is Shamika Rhymes. Hey, Shamika. Hi. Thanks for having me. Uh, first of all, thank you to Barista Craft. It's a little coffee shop in North Charlotte for hosting us. It is a lovely location. They welcomed us in. You're going to hear sound effects of espresso machines, etc. cetera. Uh, full disclosure, Shamika and I worked together for a long time yes. in news, and we just found out we also worked <laughs> together in the years 2000 and 2001. Small world. At NBC in the same department. <laughs> <laughs> but neither one of us remember each other. Right. So, uh, and there were only like four or five people in the department, so that's weird. Very. Shamika is also my wife Jennifer's work wife for many years, <laughs> and she is Aunt Shamika to our children. In yes. fact, you had lunch with Jennifer today, and so you've had you've talked to Jennifer a lot more than I have today. Yes, yes, she's doing well. Okay, by that's the way. good. I'm glad yes. to hear it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I got a few texts that that, that that said just about the same. Uh, right now, you're a freelance writer. Yes, I am. How's that going? That's that's Uh, recent, in the last year or so. Actually, no. I've been doing it for, well, I've been freelance writing since, hmm, 2007, 2008. But now you, when you tell people where you work, you're a freelance writer. Correct. You don't have a a full-time gig anymore. No, I have a part-time. It's not your side hustle anymore. Yeah, I have a part-time job, but, you know, mainly it's freelance. So, finally, you're there. You jumped off the ledge. In I fact, I read something you wrote earlier today. Uh-oh. You actually wrote it, I believe, at the end of last year. And it said, Child, I am the queen of nope, ain't 
ever going to do it, I decided to take a chance and open my mind to the possibilities. I never thought I'd write an essay, but yet I just wrote one on pumpkin pie for Shondaland. Yes. Which is from uh, Shonda, everybody knows Shondaland. Yes, uh, Shonda I never Rhymes. thought. Yeah, Shonda Rhymes. I never thought I'd quit my job without another one lined up. But look, when you're just fed up, you do it and hope for the best. You did that. Did, yes. And it's worked out. Yes, it was one of those things where... You know, coming from news, it's pretty much the same thing day in and day out. I mean, of course, it's not the same news, but after a while, you can write the scripts in your sleep and pretty much substitute the address, the names. It's the same script. Mm -hmm. I was bored. So (laughs) um, not a whole lot of creativity. So I don't even know. I think I was on Twitter when I came up with that like idea to write about pumpkin pie because people were slamming it and i'm like i love pumpkin pie what what, what was wrong well, with everybody you, have, you had a <laughs> I, I i got a couple of, a couple more lines from that piece uh you say i heard it countless times black people eat sweet potato pie not pumpkin pie it's an age-old rivalry that rears its ugly head every year during the holiday season it's a debate that affects my personal life and my professional life my black card has been snatched and revoked <laughs> multiple times over it. have you really had your black card snatched oh yeah yeah and even at this part-time job you know when i started last it was last year right around i think it was we had a little thanksgiving gathering at work and so i brought pumpkin pie somebody else brought sweet potato pie well, the next day when I walked into the office, I'm like, why is my pumpkin pie still here? The other pies are still g- are gone. And I'm like, y'all are rude. <laughs> and everybody's like, girl, we don't eat that. And of course, the office is majority black, but still. They're like, we don't eat that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm taking my pies home. <laughs> and then I was like, this is a good piece to put in that essay. And I can't remember off the top of my head if, it's, if that part is still in there. But yeah. I, it, that, that part wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, Shonda it, must have not liked yeah. that paragraph. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, he also wrote, if you prefer sweet potato pie, the more power to you. But if, like me, you'd rather have a slice of pumpkin, then join me this year and say it out loud. I'm black, I love pumpkin pie, and I'm proud. Yes. <laughs> do you have to do that every every holiday season? Oh, yeah. I've been, um, I, you know what? I feel like I get dragged all year round on Twitter because people remember and they're like, oh, yeah, you like pumpkin pie. And then, of course, it probably doesn't help that I, you know, right when I think the whole pumpkin spice thing came out again, when was that a few <laughs> weeks ago, I was like, hey, wait, here's this essay. And, of course, people are like, girl, I'm not retweeting that because you like pumpkin pie. <laughs> you know, Do you like pumpkin spice lattes? No. Not even a little bit? No. And I don't know if you saw the tweet where I, I was in Target last week or the, yeah, it was last week. This lady in front of me, she's like, it was in the Starbucks. And she says, oh, I got a free drink do you want it? And I said, yeah. To me, it just looked like a plain old latte. But when I, t- like, she walked away, I asked her what it was, but then somebody interrupted, so she never told me. Rude. Right. So as I take a big old sip, it's pumpkin spice. And I thought I was going to pass out. I was like, this is the nastiest mess ever. <laughs> I was like, that's what I get for taking that drink without knowing what it was. <laughs> do you think you get part of your black card back for not liking pumpkin spice lattes? No. No, okay. No, You're probably still, not. Still yeah. snatched. Well, plus, and I don't know how to play spades, so that's the other, Ooh, wow. that's the other part of that. Even I don't know how to do that, man. <laughs> All right, uh, you grew up in Asheville, Shamika. Uh, what, what was it like growing up there for us Flatlanders? Oh, mountains. You know, my favorite time of the year was when we had snow days. <laughs> and you had a lot. Had a lot of snow days. But, you know, because we're in the mountains, the school system that I was in would be like, guess what? You're still coming to school. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, wait, there's like 
a dusting out there. Yeah. But no, we still had to go to school. Still had um, to go. But it was, it was, it's not the Asheville that's there now, mm-hmm. I'll say, because it, it wasn't as touristy. And pretty much then it was Biltmore House. That's as touristy okay. as it got. Yep. And we would go there for field trips. We had our prom there, like uh, really? on the grounds. Yeah. Yeah, both years. That it's probably exciting. never would never happen today, a high school prom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't more. know where they do it now, but yeah, we would have our proms there, and so of course my goal was I'm going to get married there. And my parents are like, "Who's paying for it?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, t- tell me about your parents. Um, I don't know. What do you want to know about them? Uh, well, what, what did they do? They're the they're what the re- they they're the reason I love pumpkin pie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mr. and Mrs. Rhymes. Exactly. Um. My mother worked for um, Gerber for a long time, okay. Gerber Baby Food, mm-hmm. which was great because I got a scholarship through them to go to school. Oh, wow. And, um, you know, when my friends started having babies, got the hookup. Plenty. <laughs> you know, baby shower gift. Hey, I got mm-hmm. Gerber Baby Food. Yeah, here you go. Um, but then she got laid off and she started working at UNC Asheville okay. in admissions. Um, I still don't really know exactly what she did. I think it was more office manager type thing. It felt like she kind of ran everything okay. in that office. Right. Um, my dad was, um, I've always messed this up, but he worked for the electric company. <laughs> and right. What is that called? Like a lineman? Yeah, lineman. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. I got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that until he got hurt. And then um, he started plumbing okay. and plumbing jobs and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Right. So they're retired now. Okay. I know your, your grandparents played a real big part in your life. Uh, you've written a lot about it. Your grandmother died in 2013. Yes. I believe. Uh, and you, you wrote a lot of really nice stuff about your grandmother. But mm-hmm. I, I, I want to focus on your, your granddaddy, <laughs> who just turned 90. Yes. I believe in March. Uh, here's, here's something, uh, just a couple of things that Shamika's written about, about granddaddy. This is from uh, the 26th of May in 2014. Uh, quote, my granddaddy just told me I better hurry up and find a man. <laughs> Does, does, does granddaddy still say that? Um, actually, last week I was telling him I was headed to Tennessee. Um, and he said, oh, well, maybe while you're, th- you're there, you'll find a man with money. <laughs> Won't that be nice? Because he's like, and he, of course, he doesn't understand the freelance writing thing. So he's mm-hmm. like, since you can't seem to find a job, I'm like, oh, you had to throw that jab in there, mm-hmm. too. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, granddaddy. Yeah. 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 Uh, along those same lines, this must have been another time you were going to Tennessee in uh, November of 2016. Quote, my granddaddy said, don't you bring no men back home from Tennessee. <laughs> He's so shady. <laughs> very, very shady. What was up with that guy? I don't know. You know, he didn't tap into his shady side until my grandma died. She was okay. the shady one. <laughs> but I guess since he had to talk a little more since she was gone, he kind of, I don't know. But though I swear sometimes it feels like. She just kind of enters and <laughs> speaks for him. I mm-hmm. don't know. Because I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But then a lot of this year, because he's been through a lot, um, his house burned down in January. And so the shadiness kind of quieted down a little mm-hmm. bit. So now that he's back in his new house, 
back to being shady. <laughs> and he's 90, right? He's yes. But independent. Yes, new house. And, you know, he doesn't know how to use a lot of the appliances, but it's okay. okay. It's all right. He's um, probably rather wash the dishes himself anyway, right? Yes, he does that. Okay. Um, he doesn't know how to use the fancy new stove, but he's like, I know how to use the microwave. <laughs> doesn't know how to use the washing machine, but whatever. He'll, he's <laughs> got people that'll come and help. <laughs> so you, you go to high school in Asheville, uh, T.C. Robeson, you... Right? R- Robertson. Robertson. Oh, yes. sorry, I said that wrong. Yeah. Flatlanders. I, I don't know, understand gosh. the accent up there. <laughs> uh, at what point did you figure out you, you wanted to do some sort uh, of media? Was there something that sparked in, in high school or, or sooner or later? I think it was when, well, actually, I was on the newspaper. No, let me back up. Middle school. I was on the newspaper staff. Was it newspaper? Yeah, newspaper staff. And I thought that was fun because okay. I was, um, you know, at that point, getting to getting to interview like um, and I remember this. I was so nervous. I interviewed. Um, it was the Southern Conference mm-hmm. basketball tournament comes to Asheville every year. My uncle was coaching basketball for East Tennessee State. Okay. Your alma mater. Exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so um, I asked him. I'm like, can I interview a couple of the basketball players, right. the ones that I have crushes on? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. Right. <laughs> I want a college man. So um, to my uncle, set it up, and I got to interview, um, which I don't know. Some of your basketball fans may know who Keith, Mr. Jennings, is. He played for the Golden State Warriors for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to interview him and the other guy. I don't even remember his name. It's horrible. But um, my uncle left me sitting in the hotel room with them to interview (laughs) them, and I'm like, we're just sitting there looking across the table at each other, just silent, and I'm like. And you're 13. Yeah. I'm like, what? One of us has to speak. But anyway, we finally got through that interview. And, of course, I didn't have, like, a tape recorder or anything. I was literally writing everything down. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it turned out that article, I don't even remember. Was it in the school newspaper? Yeah. Okay. School newspaper. And so that was, you know, and then I kind of put that down and went into high school focusing more on cheerleading and all that. But then I think my senior year, I joined the yearbook staff. Okay. Really, because it seemed like an easy class. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, I want to write something. Um, but then I, when I won Homecoming Queen, the question was, well, where are you going to college? And I'm like, at that time, I was like, University of South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what are you going to study? And I'm like, wait, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at anything. <laughs> and then I was like, communications. That seems to like cover a lot. So, um, Obviously, I didn't go to University of South Carolina, went to East Tennessee State, and started the communications program and loved it. And here you are. Here I am. So you moved to Charlotte, 2000, is that mm-hmm. right after college? Yes. Okay, you work at NBC, and yes. what, what happened after that? Um, well, l- during college, I actually, that's when I got my first TV job. Okay. It, it pays to have an uncle that knows people. Seriously. <laughs> so I got my first TV job my junior year. Okay. So I didn't do an internship or anything. Okay. So I worked at um, WJHL in Johnson City, Tennessee, I think at the time. And I think they still are like market 93, okay. 92, something like that. One of the three tri-cities. Exactly. The, uh, exactly. I was a production assistant making a whopping six fifty an hour. Six fifty, Really? Yeah. All right. <laughs> rough yeah i worked uh what hours did i work three to eleven but i still had to go to class so mm-hmm. luckily my boss would be like okay you can go to class but you got to come back so right. i did a lot right. of that right. <laughs> until i graduated okay and then what happened after your, after nbc um 
Well, while I was at NBC, I kept saying if I wanted to write. And I'm okay. like, can well, y'all let me write? And they wouldn't let me write. And I was like, wait, maybe I need more experience. Did they make you take a writing test? They used to, they used to make yeah. you do that back yeah. then. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah. I don't think I was as good as I thought I was. So yeah. I kept that's thinking. That's impossible. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Right? <laughs> so I ended up actually going to work for Telerep, which I don't know if you know what Telerep mm -hmm. is. It's like a. What is that? They are like the middleman between the TV station and like advertisers so they're making sure that their their ads oh, are getting okay. run on All these right. television stations okay. yeah so i did that for a little bit okay. and then it was like this isn't it ended up going back to johnson city okay and getting a job i'm skipping a whole lot of years That's there right. but um ended up getting a job back in at wjhl as an associate producer mm -hmm. And then I think I did that for like two weeks, and then they were like, oh, hey, the weekend producer's leaving, so weekend newscast is yours. <laughs> you just said okay. Yeah, as I did the 6 and 11 on the weekends. All right. And then you end up in Charlotte. Yes. At another station doing overnights. Yes. Yeah. What'd you, do? Well, you did like a, a 1A to 9A, right? Yes. Which is a kick in the crotch of an overnight shift. Normally yeah. 10 to 6 is doable, but 1 right. to 9? That was the worst idea I've ever had but I wanted I was at this point living in Knoxville okay. working at jewelry television you know a little home <laughs> shopping action <laughs> Man. and I wanted out of Knoxville so bad I was like I want to go back to Charlotte mm -hmm. and that job came up and I'm like you know what I'll tough it out 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. Wait, so you were doing television in Knoxville before it was cool because that's right now that's where scripts or they just got bought by Discovery but yeah HGTV and, and uh -huh. a lot of other shows were done. Yeah, but 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. How do you? Is it possible to live a life when you're no. working 1 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Well, I tried. I tried, and which is probably the worst for me because I already don't sleep much. But I would literally get off, maybe sleep two hours, then try to go hang out mm -hmm. and do stuff, and then would come back and try to take another nap. But that would only end up being another couple hours. Right. So I really wasn't sleeping. It's brutal. Yeah. 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 And then eventually you got a normal shift and could do your own thing. Yeah. Of course, when I got the normal shift, that's when I up and quit and ran off to Hollywood. That's right. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad you brought that up, Shamika. Uh, you did a reality show called I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again. Yes. Uh, I mean, you were famous on CMT long before <laughs> Juliet Barnes. Exactly. And Raina James. <laughs> T tell us about that. Uh, hey, how did you find out about doing that show, and what was it like once you got um, out there? What's funny is I had already been a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders making the team show. Right. This is what, 2006 maybe? Um, mm. 2007. Okay. Yeah, so I just happened to be on that one. I think I was filling in on the 1 a.m. to 9 a.m. shift, actually, and I was just kind of looking through Craigslist to stay mm -hmm. awake and yeah. came across an ad, which, you know, looking back now, I'm like, I would never do that now. And just like respond to an ad like that, and so but I did. You to being young with few responsibilities. Right. So I did, and the, the casting director actually responded back. Like, of course, it didn't have details. It just said it was a spinoff of a popular cheerleading show, right. and the show would be about like going to Dallas to work with um, the cheerleaders' trainers. Mm -hmm. So I had no idea what the premise of the show was really going to turn out to be. Okay. I just thought, oh, that's fun. I love cheerleading, and I love TV. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I went through that interview process of, well, they, they had, like, um, auditions in various cities, mm -hmm. but I couldn't go. So we did my, 
you know, of course, now it would have probably just been FaceTime or Skype, but right. we did mine where I set up my camcorder yeah. in my living room, and I sat in a chair and had the casting director on speakerphone, yeah. and she asked me questions. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have that tape, and it's horrible. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it was like maybe two weeks later, she's like, the network loves you. We want you to do the show. And so at that point, I, I did not know where I was going. I just went in, told the news director, hey, I need to get out of my contract. Right. <laughs> I was like, I can't pass this up. <laughs> and, you know, and um, so, yeah. And so even I didn't find out where I was flying to until I got to the airport. Okay. They just said pack for eight weeks. <laughs> so you don't even know what you're packing. You're like, what am I taking? So you get to the airport and, and what to, happens? Get to the airport, get a ticket and says Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so you go to L.A. and yeah. you're there for how long? Um, and the crazy part is when we when I got to L.A. or Beverly Hills, um, these production assistants kind of just come in and scoop you up, dr like drop you off at a hotel, and you're not allowed to leave your room. So I felt like I was in prison the first few days mm -hmm. because they're still waiting on the whole yeah, cast to get, to get there. there yeah. yeah, and then after that, like, um, I think I was out there maybe maybe almost a month. Okay. Yeah. And, and you still had no idea what the show was about, except no. that it was cheerleaders. Just cheerleaders, yeah. Like, they were like, you can't tell your parents where you are. They took our phones. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, have I been kidnapped? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. But, yeah, they took us to um, Simi Valley. Uh -huh. um, do you remember the show Celebrity Fit Club? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's where, they, we, that's where we filmed. Okay, all right. Yeah, of course, I was there looking. I also remember the show I, I Want to Look Like a High School Cheerleader Again, because everybody that know you watched it. Yeah, exactly. Of course, my, my biggest thing was, I was like, oh my gosh, Bobby Brown did Celebrity Fit Club. Maybe he, his name is written somewhere on here, and I Maybe. found it in the kitchen, and really? I wrote my name under his. <laughs> <laughs> Goals right there. <laughs> you made it. All right, so reality TV, you come back to Charlotte. Uh, you get back in news once more. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Only because... I couldn't find a job because people that had seen the show, like I would go to job interviews. Right. Like I went to maybe at least three interviews and I'd be like sitting in the waiting room and maybe, or, you know, maybe the receptionist would be like, oh my God, I know you, you were on a show. Will you sign this or will you sign this? And really? I'm like, I'm not here for that. Stop. <laughs> yeah. So some of those jobs, because of they, they were like, well, you were portrayed like this. So it was hard for me to find a job coming back so because people knew you from the show yes yeah, so luckily wow. I was able to crawl back to the job that I had quit <laughs> <laughs> and at least freelance there until somebody else uh -huh. quit and then I, I got back on full-time uh -huh. um, when they opened up the coastal newsroom all right so then blogging started when your blog was or still is called mofo chronicles yeah I actually initially had a blog on um Yahoo 360. Okay. Do you remember that? Right on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I started that blog. That was in the GeoCities era, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, I started that blog back when I was in <laughs> Knoxville. So that was like 2004. Uh -huh. Yeah. And um, at that point, I was had just gone out of a relationship. So I was just blogging about, like, almost using it as a diary, kind okay. of. And then when I moved here and I started going on dates and stuff, I was like, oh, people are responding to dating you know, blogs, because right. I thought only this stuff was happening to me. So then once they took down Yahoo 360, you know, posting on MySpace. Right. And then I was like, why am I doing these platforms that are like not <laughs> sustaining? So I just created um, the MoFo Chronicles because okay. I was just kind of like, they use the word MoFo a lot. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just made sense. Yeah. And you chronicled 
Like every date you went on, or just just the crazy ones? Um, at that time, every one I went on because I was trying online dating okay. and it was horrible, <laughs> horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and even the ones I was meeting in the clubs. Yeah, I was trying to go out and hang out in clubs when I was working that one a.m. to nine a.m. Uh-huh. shift. Yeah, <laughs> horrible. That doesn't that doesn't work? Uh, I I <laughs> I wrote down something you wrote in your blog. One of my favorite lines. Uh, you're talking about something that happened back in high school. Uh, you, you wrote, picture it. The year was 19. Ah, it doesn't matter. But just know I had met my pretty boy thug life bay my senior year in high school. Yes. Yes, I said pretty boy thug life. Let me break that down for you. He was a pretty boy with cornrows <laughs> that wanted to be a damn thug so bad, but, well, he, he tried. He tried. Tell me about your pretty boy thug life bay from your senior year in high school. <laughs> What's so funny is he actually ended up moving to Charlotte, and I ran into him at an event. I mean, minus the cornrows. Right. But, <laughs> but okay. he still had that whole, like, I'm a thug type of thing, but he not really. Not really. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it was so funny because I was dating him when I first went to college. And um, let's just say when he came to visit me, he didn't fit in. Like he had the whole, you know how Tupac had the bandana tied around oh, yeah. his head. Absolutely. He had that whole thing going on and the mm-hmm. plaid shirt. It was like a mixture of like, are you trying to be Snoop or are you trying to be? I don't know what he was going for. Mm-hmm. And just like mean mugging everybody. It wasn't social. <laughs> and everybody's like, where did you find him? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was um, definitely an interesting time. And then, of course, later, because I thought at the time, and it's so funny, I was just talking to my friends about this. I'm like, at the time, I thought I was dating a guy that was just a couple of years older than me. Uh-huh. But now I found out that, or, you know, when I ran into him again, yeah. dude was like six or seven years older than I was. Mm-hmm. Which is really? insane. Even I'm when like, you're in high school? Yeah, I'm like, I was like, no wonder he didn't want to take me to the prom. <laughs> Couldn't go. <laughs> He was your pretty boy thug life bay, but he still wouldn't take you to the prom? Yeah, too old, I guess. I don't know if there's an age limit. But, <laughs> you, but you didn't know that at the time. He no, was that much older. No, And looking okay. back, I'm like, did my parents know? Because they hated him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. At what point, actually, you know, hang on, Shamika. Since you used to work for a company that made sure that ads made it in TV shows. Yeah. The Charlotte Media Broadcast is brought to you by the Thirsty Beaver Saloon. The Beaver features the best canned beer in Charlotte and is home to Charlotte's Worst country music cover band, the Loose Lug Nuts. Have you ever heard the Loose Lug Nuts? No. Yeah, they're bad. They're they're really bad, Shamika, so it's <laughs> probably for the best. <laughs> Located at 1225 Central Avenue, the Thirsty Beaver. You can't be first, but you can be next. A- at what point did you think that maybe writing could be a full-time thing for you? Maybe, maybe pay some bills? You know what? My first paid writing gig was for Creative Loafing. Okay. Um, and what did I write? Oh, of course, everybody knows I'm a huge Jacksons fan. So, Big time. Yeah, so I actually, well, I actually wrote for Creative Loafing for free um, at first because okay. that was they needed, um, they wanted a dating blog. So okay. I did that for free for exposure. All right, yeah. Um, and then I was like, can I pitch something? I don't know how to pitch, but can I try? <laughs> so I had just at that point, I don't even remember how I met him, but um, Jackie Jackson's son deals is like the only Jackson that raps. And I thought that that was fascinating. I'm like, you're Michael Jackson's nephew and you rap. How does this work? (laughs) (laughs) Your entire family sings. So um, I wrote um, an article about him and got Mm -hmm. paid $50. All right, right on. (laughs) But that was your first paying gig. Yeah. And it was Jackson's related. Yes. Shocking, right? And clearly they they liked it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 
feel like I'm in the family now. Right. But <laughs> Basically. Yeah, but so yeah, so I did. A, I think I've I've done a couple more pieces for um, Creative Loafing over the years. But okay. after that, I got the big head and was like, oh well, I can do more of this. And so right. I started doing interviews for CharlotteVibe.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wasn't getting paid, but I was kind of just testing the waters right. to see if I could do it. Um, and then once I kind of found my groove with that, I d- was like, you know what? I want to do more music stuff. Yeah. And so I just kind of, I don't even know how I came across soultrain.com, but I did. And I saw they were looking for writers at the time. And so I was like, I'm interested. They were like, okay, cool. So I did that for five years. Right. And kind of built up my network of publicists and managers and artists and all that stuff. All right. Now, when yeah. you go to when you go to pitch things, was there ever a time when you you pitch, 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 had a good story where just nothing, no nibbles whatsoever? Currently, oh, okay. <laughs> currently going right. through that. Okay. <laughs> Is that soul crushing, or are you just like, well, okay, maybe somebody <laughs> elsewhere will eventually like this um, story idea I have? It used to be soul crushing. But then if it's some story that I'm just really, really wanting to write, then I'll just keep trying. But after, you know, if, if it's something that I'm kind of half interested in anyway, I may just be like, whatever. I'll pick it back up again, if you know, later at another time okay. and pitch it to somebody else. So, or, um, which is funny because I just was scrolling through Twitter earlier and I'm like, I see a story that I had pitched to this outlet. Same exact story, like the same type of angle. Mm-hmm. And they told me no. This was a year ago. They told me no. But the story, it's posted now. Like, it's, I'm well, like. Some, some, some other writer. Right. What the hell? Exactly. I was like, I know I pitched that. And they told me no. I pitched it to several outlets, actually. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They said That's no. Weird. <laughs> uh, in case you haven't, in case you didn't pick up on Shamika talking about getting her black card snatched. <laughs> uh, Shamika is a black female. Yeah. Do you think it's been more difficult for you as a woman and a minority to pitch stories to mainstream publications or, or, or any, anybody? I don't think so. But I do notice that for certain outlets, I feel like I'm the go-to black girl Okay. for like certain um, celebrities. Like okay. if there's a black celebrity they're trying to cover, they're mm-hmm. like, hey, do you want to talk to them? And I'm like, it's fine. It's a paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't bother you. Yeah, okay. no, it doesn't bother me. And, and some, a lot of the things, you know, and, and I'm trying to branch out and do other types of writing, but, you know, I'm like, it's it's fine. As long as I'm getting exposure and paid, I'm good. <laughs> okay, that yeah. makes sense. Wait a minute. What about this story that just came out written by somebody else you'd pitched many times ago? I know. That one what, hurt a little who, bit. Who wrote that? Was it a, was it a, a white girl? You know what? I didn't even click on oh, it to okay. read it because That's I was like, a good idea. you know, I said, let me calm down. I'll come back and read it. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't uh, update your MoFo Chronicles blog as much as you used to. Um, is that because you have fewer stories to tell or is it because you're oh. maybe trying to be more professional than your previous MoFo, Chron- Mofo Chronicles, <laughs> uh, the entertaining blogs were? Um, I think it's one because I'm more focused on the outlets that are paying me to write um, and then two I just I don't have 
as many stories anymore. Okay. You know, and I, I'm, which by the way, I'm always looking for guest bloggers. If you have a dating story or something funny to talk about, you know, right. I always love guest bloggers. Shmik um, is easy to find on Twitter at Mofo Chronicles. Yes. Everywhere is I'm Mofo Chronicles. Okay. Ever, Instagrams. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, I don't write as much, but I am a part of um, Blurred Dating. I don't know if you're familiar no, with I'm that. No, I'm not. What is that? Uh, blurred Dating is black nerds. Okay. And I, while I don't consider myself a black nerd, they well, ask me to participate so I because I have funny dating stories okay and so actually on October 22nd I think if that's a Monday off the top of my head um, I will be telling the blurred dating confession that that evening so it's it's like a condensed version of mofo chronicles but it'll be like a confession on my timeline where I'm telling a story um, and this one will be kind of focused on I ignored all the red flags <laughs> all of them so, um, and not just with one dude, with a bunch of dudes, right? Yeah, but yeah. this will be okay. one particular story. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. but every week we do, it's like a mashup of kind of like Twitter stories and like one person. And it's like usually, and it's hard to do like 50, 60 tweets within like 25 minutes to tell the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm glad they like extended the character count because oh, yeah, before it was difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, so yeah, so it's fun. We usually um, and then they usually kind of they used to do an interview with a celebrity, um, kind of after the whole writing or the the confession is done. But now it's kind of more focusing on like these indie artists, like right. as far as like people that are you know filmmakers mm-hmm. or writers or you know, whatever whatever they do, yeah. and so they can promote their own stuff as okay. well. Yeah, so. Uh, you've got some pretty embarrassing stories yes. on Mobile Chronicles. <laughs> They're entertaining. Uh, I read them all back in the day. I went back and cherry-picked today uh, <laughs> as part of my research. Oh, for, what's for your tonight. favorite? Uh, there was one when you were working the overnight shift <laughs> where you went down to some dude's house. I think you'd been out with him once or twice, mm-hmm. and uh, you fell asleep. Oh. <laughs> you fell asleep on his bed. Yes. And all of a sudden, he's he's bare-assed in the bed with you, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, straddling yeah. me actually, yeah. and yeah, it was. <laughs> Not many people would write about that stuff, Jamaica. What, what, what made you think that you know what? F it, I'm gonna put it out there. Here it is. One, I was thinking like, has this happened to anybody else, or is it just me? Because I swear, <laughs> I'm like, this is like a. This can't happen to other people. It can't. And then I'm like, maybe I'm the dumb one. Maybe that's the problem. Well, Shamika got out fine. There were no yeah. no shenanigans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she woke up enough to drive home. Exactly. <laughs> so did, you, did you get a lot of feedback for, for stories Oh, yeah, like that? of course. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. Or, you know, I. No, nobody ever said they had it happen to them, but okay. they thought it was funny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, they're like, well, you should have done this or you should have done this. But I'm like okay, it's in the past, but I'm telling you because, and, and that's why I also try to put like a lesson learned type of thing at mm-hmm. the end to kind of be like, this is right. what I learned. Take away whatever you can from right. this story. Okay. Uh, writing's not your side hustle anymore. Um, what is it, what is it like to be a, a black female in Charlotte in the media business? If you found it difficult. Actually, and I, I think I rant about it sometimes on Twitter. Um, I was like, I get invited to more things in Atlanta and L.A. Really? than I do in Charlotte, which is weird. I, I get invites for events all the time to cover it in L.A. and Atlanta. Here, I'm like begging, like, 
I want to cover your event. Can I get a response? Like, it's, I don't know what it is about Charlotte. How often do you go to LA and Atlanta to cover things? Haven't been in a while. Okay. <laughs> that freelance budget <laughs> doesn't let me go yeah, they far. Don't, they don't want to pay you to fly out there, do they? Right. Yeah, that's a big expense. But yeah, but like, um, I had an incident with, um, there, it was a music festival. Just even trying to get backstage was difficult, even with a media like pass. Okay. And I'm like, I'm the only media here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, what? Was it a big artist? Um, it was, um, it was like an old school concert. Okay. So All I'm right. like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even the bigger artists that come through, sometimes I can't even, um, get credentials for that stuff. Anything at all. Yeah. It's very strange. Do other media in town, do you find they have similar issues or do they have better um, You know, I have a writer friend that's in Chicago mm -hmm. and she says that she's had the same issues there and she's black. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. I don't know what it is. All I right. think a lot of people also kind of look at if they're familiar with your outlet because when I was working in news, I'm like, people didn't hesitate to reach out to me like, hey, can you, you think y'all can cover this? But I'm like, right. when I need you to help me, mm -hmm. it's like crickets. So I don't know. All right. What's been your uh, what's been your most popular piece to date? Uh, not on Mofo Chronicles, but no. uh, out there. Is it was it the Pumpkin Five piece? That was popular. But I think the interview I did for Shondaland with Ananda Lewis. Oh, yeah. The, uh, from uh, Not Trading Space is one of those other shows. Right? Uh, well, she was a former MTV VJ. Right. And she hosted Teen Summit on BET. Okay. And then she, um, I can't even, they only did a pilot for her HGTV show. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. but it was right. about her, um, she kind of, the interview was about her switch from being like, you know, how do you go from being at the top of the, She's like MTV VJ has a talk show, the Ananda Lewis talk show, and she just quit in the middle of all of it and went home and was like, I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done. Yeah. And so now she works in construction. Okay. <laughs> so that was a very popular piece that got picked up on so many outlets. And I was right. cracked up like, now I pitched y'all stuff and you wouldn't publish it, right. but you're publishing this piece. Yeah. <laughs> uh, What's what's one of your what, what's your proudest moment? You think uh, I I read another tweet today you had about your you said about your granddaddy was showing something that you'd written in ebony oh, to his friends at church. Yes, <laughs> yeah, and I, I imagine that's got to be up there. Yeah, and it kind of I felt bad because his copy got burned in the fire. So um, you would think I'd have like a bajillion copies laying around, <laughs> but I don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that one because I think at that point he was like, oh. You do actually write something <laughs> that somebody can see because <laughs> he knows nothing about the Internet. So, yeah, I mean, even the church sent me a letter saying how proud he was and, you know, and all this stuff. So it was pretty cool to. But I don't I don't know that I would call that my proudest moment, because I think it's always cool to see go into a store and see a national magazine with your name in it. But I mean, I've heard it's cool. Yeah, it's always it's always cool, but my first published one was for Sheen Magazine, which is based out of um, South Carolina, and I don't know how many markets it's in, but, like, you could buy it at, I think you could get it at Target and Barnes & Noble, mm -hmm. and I didn't get paid for that one, but that one was pretty cool, because that was the first one. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe. I think just right for me, it was just being able to write for these iconic names like Soul Train, Jet, Ebony, right. Essence, those 
like each of those and now Shondaland and Entertainment Tonight was my yeah. dream. So I'm like I've done it all in Vanity Fair. So <laughs> been to Vanity Fair? Yeah, not really? the ma- not I'm on the website. On the website not, yeah, that's yeah. in Vanity Fair as far yeah. as I'm Yeah. So I was just thinking earlier, like now what do I accomplish? Oprah, here I come. <laughs> right. I mean, Oprah's not doing TV anymore. What is it? I guess. Oh, Ellen? she's got yeah. she's got Oprah Mag and That's right. yeah, and they just launched um, OprahMag.com. Okay. All right. Yeah. This this week actually. Okay. Uh, magazine business is weird, but some of them are actually still doing okay. Yeah, like uh, Oprah. Yeah, Oprah <laughs> and like our state in North Carolina is yeah. crushing it. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I do have a couple pieces coming out in Charlotte Magazine. Oh, awesome. All right. Yeah, which I don't know how I never pitched them before. I just did it on a whim. I was just like, I got this story. And I was like, I think I pitched it. I pitched it like on a, to Shondaland, actually. Okay. And they weren't interested. And so I'm like, this is a great story. What am I going to do with it? And then I just happened to see um, one of the editors tweeted they were looking for pitches. And I'm like. Mm. Yeah. Let me just see because it's a Charlotte story. Yeah. So, and like I don't think I've had an editor respond that fast. Like it was whoa. within an hour, and I was like, "Whoa, that was easy." <laughs> yeah. All right. Now they do some really good stuff there. Well, yeah. When's that come out? Um, December. Okay. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. So this one's it's a really good piece. All right. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I would love to actually work full-time for entertainment tonight doing these interviews and and stuff like that i mean it's fun doing you know a piece here and there Mm -hmm. but to do it full-time would be great so you'd go back to la or new york wherever (laughs) yeah yeah wherever but they just launched this or uh, i think they're getting ready to launch a streaming service and i think i've applied for every job they have on their website Yeah, they're probably any, like seriously this one again. Yeah, any, any nibbles? <laughs> um, I actually interviewed for them. It was more for a freelance job, yeah, okay. an editor um, job, but right. they wanted somebody that was in in LA right then. Of course. And yeah. I was like, well, I can't be in LA right now, no, but no. you know, so Give still you a couple of months. Yeah, still plugging along though. All right, Shamika, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. It's uh. Hey, we learned a lot tonight. We like that we worked together. Right? <laughs> seven, 18 years ago. It's insane. Good gracious. Were you there for 9 11? No, I was a teller oh. up. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was before we left. Okay. All yeah. right. I can't believe we never made that connection. I know. Small world. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. And also check out our previous podcast. Guests include Charlotte Sportscaster, Chuck Howard, uh, legendary photog Stuart Pittman for Linslinger. And also our first guest was Darren Gant with Pro Football Talk. So, Shamika, thanks for coming on. Check her out, mofochronicles.com. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter and the gram, at mofochronicles, just like it's spelled. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs>